So um, we have Amber with us. Amber, do you want to reintroduce yourself? Sure. Hey, um, I'm Amber. I also go by Melanin Muskogee Online. Um, I am a black and native woman, so I identify as African-American and uh, Muskogee Creek. And let's see, I think I am an activist. Uh, I see myself as a budding like social critic, I guess, or... I don't know what the term is, but um, I'm definitely interested in work around um, affirming Black indigeneity, um, Black liberation in general, and Indigenous sovereignty. And I also really care about bridging the two communities, the Black and Native communities, because I think our liberation are um, is interconnected. And like, if we're going to live in a post-colonial world that is going to take us along with other people of color working together to dismantle white supremacy and settler colonialism. So that's me. Well, thank you for that. Um, all right. So the topic today is whole tips, but we're going to get into that with ice cubes tweet. Can you explain what he tweeted? So there's this idea that, Black people are the original indigenous peoples of the Americas, or some people call it Turtle Island. Um, uh, And a lot of it is based on something that Christopher Columbus wrote in his journal about, like, the skin color of people. And then also there are these statues, I believe, in Mexico. Is that right? The Olmec statues? Yeah, Yeah. And their features are similar to what, you know, people phenotypically would say, um, I think, are like indigenous people of Mexico, but there've been there's this group of people, these hoteps, who believe that they're actually the features or the phenotype of Africans. And so they use these omics, these giant heads as proof, along with Christopher Columbus's journal, that black people were here first and that they're the original Um, peoples of the Americas and that the indigenous people that we call indigenous are actually like a mixture of white people and the the original Africans, which, you know, (laughs) it's it's ridiculous, but, um, you know, so Ice Cube tweeted a picture um, of a of an Olmec statue in Ethiopia and one in America suggesting, um, or in the Americas, suggesting that the Ethiopians had been to the Americas. But there's a plaque under that statue that says it's a gift from the Olmecs to Ethiopia. But, you know, he kind of just didn't even, you know, explain that. He just put it up there as like, look, we, we were here first. So... That tweet is super problematic because one, he didn't really explain it, so it left it open for interpretation, which meant like the Hotep community and the Israelite community, like the people who say they're black Israelites, jumped on it and was just like, yes, like, and almost in a way, I felt like they were like, he is like our leader, like he, you know, he has this huge platform and he's like speaking to our community, um, but it's completely problematic because one using Christopher Columbus as any kind of like 
um, authority on who are indigenous people is ridiculous. Like this genocidal maniac who came to destroy, you know, and harm and erase native peoples. We, we would never use his, his journals as anything to authenticate like um, us as indigenous people. Um, and then the idea that black people are the originals and that native people are, are some hybrid is a continuation of Christopher Columbus's, you know, genocide and of settler colonialism's erasure of native and indigenous people who, who are here. So um, it's just problematic all around. And I think it's irresponsible and dangerous of Cube or anybody in that kind of, with that kind of platform to tweet something like that, um, especially being a oppressed and marginalized person on his own. Um, it's just, it's really irresponsible and it's really dangerous. And it, like I said, it contributes to um, the erasure of actual native peoples. Yes. Thank you. Um, so the, that the term hotep is, people that push this narrative, right? Right. So they're a group of black um, Afrocentrists who believe that every place on the on the globe was originally black people. Like some of them even believe like when the planet or when the continents were one, like when it was Pangea, that black people existed and they had already colonized. Now, mind you, this is like pre-dinosaur. So like <laughs> it's... <laughs> It's, uh, the theory is like unsound and again, irresponsible because, you know, part of me understands it. Part of me can like, can almost like understand like why this narrative been pushed. And me saying I understand it is from the sense of like, as a black and oppressed person, especially when who we are is based on the colonizers narrative of who we are you want to push back on it, right? You yeah. want to push back on it to give yourself an identity that is not rooted in oppression and white supremacy. The danger though, however, is that when you push back too far and you start stealing or misusing other oppressed people's um, culture or history, you, end up participating in lateral violence and you also contribute to colonizing and settler colonial like colonizing theory and settler colonialism and so these group these this group that believes this in a lot of ways you know like i said i can um understand it because it's meant to be a pushback against you know our oppression as black people um, and finding a way to be proud of who we are because, you know, being disconnected from Africa, disconnected from our own indigeneity, who are we? You know, what? where's our sovereignty? Where's our, like, sense of self um, and our own, you know, self-determination? So I, I think that kind of con concocting an identity but stealing it from another oppressed group is is doing the opposite of what they're trying to achieve. It is contributing to the narrative of settler colonialism and white supremacy. Oh, I agree. Yeah. You know, 
I've 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 been you know observant of you know this community, um, and we know that one of the things I've noticed from the beginning was they they uh, claim that you're right that they were claiming that they were the first people on this continent, and and then they were like citing the Bering Strait theory that natives came, came from like Asia or whatever, and I was right. like that yeah, is that like were a total, total Western concept. Of, of like where eight where native people came from, right? And then you right. you know if you want to use like you know like European science to justify your claim, then you know you're, all you're using is colonizer, you know, uh, science for your own ideology. You know, that's, that's right. what I noticed. To me, you know, I, I you know I the inter- internet is weird because I go here and there in the internet and I observe what people say, you know, really quietly. And some of these pages, um, there I, I've, I've seen like posts, even that, you know, they were saying like Abraham Lincoln was a black man and George Washington was a black man. I was like, what can you imagine if <laughs> Abraham Lincoln was a black man? I was just like, what, like who believes, who believes this, you know, like, George Washington and like all these people that are clearly white and claiming them as black and you know I I uh I it's, re- it's really odd sometimes that that people can't even just like simple Google you know or yeah. that you know these claims and you can obviously see that you know Abraham Lincoln Abraham Lincoln is one of them you can actually Google Google like Abraham Lincoln black a black person people believe that you know so um. I think, you know, there's people that exploit this movement, you know, they exploit um, this type of narrative for their own purposes, you know, and, and it's to right. me, I've seen, I see I, people, they've been like these, you know, whole tips and I, I really, really like fight within myself to like, to know how to to call them, you know, because like I, I spoke to you before, you know, in person, I mean, like privately and we, you know, I, I, you know, for the longest time, you know, um, they were called Afrocentric and I had an issue with that. I was like, why is it even called Afrocentrism? You know what I'm saying? And then, you know, you introduced me to the term Hoteps and then I think it was last week somebody told me that's like a, like a, like a, like a slur. And I was like, oh my God. <laughs> So I was like, I don't know what to oh, use. Oh, is it? I, I didn't even know. I didn't even know that either. I was like, what? But they were like, well, yeah, but you I usually call them hotels. Yeah. So I was just like, yeah. I was like, well, somebody needs to make a term that's not derogatory or whatever. And, you know. Uh, um, maybe it is as like, if you're a black person, you can say it. And But I have never, I mean, I feel like hotep is something they call themselves along with Israelite, whatever, yeah. and then Afrocentrist. I feel like those are a couple different names. And I want to just like put out a disclaimer that I am not in any way um, an authority on hoteps or Israelites or, you know, and like you, I often have a hard time like deciding how to address them. Like, I think when they come on my page or they try to interact with me, like I make it clear, you know, I always kind of say the same thing. I'm not of the belief that, you know, African people are the original indigenous people of you know, of the Americas, because w- if, if I agree to that, that means I erase both my, you know, my ancestors who are from the Americas, my, the actual indigenous people. And then I also erase the trauma and the harm and the theft 
of my African ancestors. Like I'm erasing what happened to them with the transatlantic slave trade, you know? Because, yeah. I mean, there's varying degrees of this belief, you know, that, you know, we're not, we didn't ever come over on slave ships. And that's just a myth concocted to, like, make us feel um, inferior. And erasing, like, that that harm that happened and, you know, it's for me it's so disrespectful it tramples on our ancestors and so um yeah i saw that i saw somebody else it was a white person they were saying like total revisionist history was like oh like you know europeans brought black people from africa you know they they didn't kill them so they just gave them food and shelter like dude you enslaved them you enslaved them like you're talking like belittle history by saying like Europeans giving food, you know, food and shelter. Like you, you fucking enslave them, and you're trying to make yeah, it seem like that's not food and shelter. Then what the? I was like, what the fuck? Fuck this shit! Like, yeah. there's some weird shit coming out right now because this whole BLM movement, you know, and like some racist yeah. ideologies are coming out. I'm like, what oh the my fuck? goodness, you know, it's intense, and it's, you know, a lot of it is super traumatic for me. I'm not gonna lie. Like seeing videos online of like black people being executed and destroyed is really traumatic for me. And, um, someone asked me to, if I wouldn't mind reposting something. And I just said like, it, you know, respectfully, I declined to, because, you know, for me, this is, this is really hard to see, you know, almost feels like the normalization of like, black destruction by the state, you know, like there used to be a time where, you know, slavery was like every day for everybody and everybody in the community saw the trauma of it and it was normalized. You know, we went through Jim Crow and the civil rights and there kind of have been, you know, the destruction of black bodies, but by police that, you know, before we had cameras, we didn't really get to see. And now with everybody having a cell phone or a GoPro or whatever they have, it is, again, once again, everywhere for us to see. And my fear is that it's going to become like a normalizing, you know, part of our culture. And my hope is that with this Black Lives Matter movement, that not only are we talking about like the destruction of Black bodies, but we we don't let it go to the point where it becomes normalized like slavery. And it just becomes like what every, you know, it's just we're just all doing this and this is fine, you know. I definitely think there's a purpose in sharing. And I think that in sharing, we've been able to move towards a place of like, you know, addressing it. But I'm so for abolition and not for normalization. You know, I I don't want to see black bodies destroyed on, on, you know, my phone. And, you know, when I turn on the TV and, you know, people sharing with me in the DM, like, it's just like, it makes me afraid. It makes me sad. I mean, sometimes I cry. Like I, it's just, it's too much. It's, um, and you know, people, people, the arguments that I've heard around it is like, you know, people need to see it because it tells, you know, it's, this is what's really happening. Um, because they live in privilege. They don't, they don't, they don't experience that. So they need like videos on the internet. And you know, I, I give credit yeah. to, I give credit to the internet for exposing, you know, um, I always imagine what society would be like if we, we didn't have the internet. Like we, yeah. would, you know, we wouldn't be able to share all this. You know, everything would be on the news, but the news gives us like corporate news gives us whatever they want to use it here. So the yeah. internet gives us like we are our own news, right? Yeah, yeah. 
But like, yeah, now we're seeing all this like settler colonial colonial, colonial violence. I'm sorry, I can't even speak right now. But you know, and now we we are seeing the violence towards us, and people were like, "Oh my gosh!" Like, I saw some other posts too by like non-native, non-black person. This was actually by a Mexican person, you know, and they were like, "Oh, you're not if you're if you're gonna you know live on the on the trauma of your ancestors, then it's that's on you. It's not on society." I was like, "Motherfucker, that shit's still happening, right?" That's not yeah. the trauma of my ancestors. Like, dude, Standing Rock That's was like trauma. not that long ago, right? right. Like, yeah. people getting COVID on the you know on in Indian reservations is like right now. Like, right. black people getting shot up by cops is right now. I'm saying even like, right. um, the black women getting murders. Yeah. Like black life, black life matters. Like yeah, yeah. Uh, activists got murdered a couple of days ago. Yesterday, a body was found, yeah. and it's like, what the fuck. You know, like, yeah. so now they're killing activists. It's fucking crazy. Yeah. You know? And, you know, the carceral system still destroys us, you know, like state sanctioned violence within, you yeah. know, prisons and jails. And, you know, and I think that this whole idea, like this whole narrative that black, brown, indigenous and other people of color need to kind of get over it, again, is another type of privilege because on one hand, you know, I feel like white people get to like eulogize their their traumas and their histories and their leaders and want us to remember it. But if we say it, we're complaining, um, you know, we, we need to get over it. And it's another layer of kind of colonialism that requires black, you know, brown, indigenous and other people of color to just accept their trauma and their destruction, you know, as normal. Um, and so we gotta be really, you know, careful of like letting people, um, even people of color, you know, like I posted the other day, you know, not everyone who is a person of color or black and indigenous, um, is for our liberation. And you got, we gotta be weary of those people because, you know, those people can, can contribute to like our liberation being stalled or not happening. And, you know, there's a lot of these people with really big platforms that are spewing anti-Blackness in the middle of the Black Lives Matter, you know, movement. Um, And, you know, trying to erase Black voices because they're worried about not being seen. And I feel like this is the opposite of what we should be doing, right? Like, if you, as my, you know... You know, as another person of color going through something, I'm not going to say, well, what about me? Like, I'm like fighting for you because me fighting for you means the destruction of the system that's killing me, you know, because it's all interconnected. It's all tied, you know, and I say this all the time online, you know, there are different tactics for each of our communities, but it's the same oppressor. And so if we, you know, I don't know why Black Lives Matter is so threatening for other people of color. I, I haven't, for me, it just feels so, it's just rooted in anti-Blackness. It's definitely rooted, like, why Why do Black people get this? They're, you know, everybody sees them, but visibility doesn't equate to justice. Hyper-visibility doesn't mean that we, you know, that we're being heard or we're being listened to, you know? It doesn't mean that just because people see us, that they see us worthy of justice, right? Because mm-hmm. we, Black people, have been marching forever. Indigenous people, we have been fighting forever. But just because we have doesn't mean that we receive the justice that's due to us, right? So 
whatever people of color, you know, are fighting for, like I'm fighting for the liberation of all of us. I feel like as a black and indigenous woman, those are the places I can speak from because those are, those are who I am. And I try not to speak over other people of color and their experiences. Um, but to be an ally for them as best as I know how, you know, mm-hmm. so it really bothers me that people are, people are so afraid of the Black Lives Matter movement or feel jealous of it. Why are you jealous of my oppression? Like, that's what I want to know. You have your own oppression. We should both be fighting. I think yeah, this we shouldn't have to be, be a right. competition. We're, we are connected. So it's like very same oppression from the settler colonial state, right? I think, yes. I think that, you know, Black Lives Matters rallies, they understand that because they're they're fucking taking down Columbus statues. Right. <laughs> so, exactly. so it's like, you know, Columbus fuck with the natives. Like I don't I don't know if Columbus had black slaves, I'm not sure. In history, I don't wanna miss you know, misquote. Yeah, I'm his, not sure either. But I, But he know, contributed like, to Yeah. So, you know, I, I wanna take a step back, you know, when it comes to you know the whole taps, you know, this type of narrative that it's very like uh, absolutes like we are yes. you know, it's like this you know and native people are, 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 are like Asian and blah 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 and I think or a mixture of yeah. white and Asian who only came through the Bering Strait you know yeah so yeah do the Bering Strait and I think that when you go to like other communities they have people like that like you know all Mexicans are indigenous or, or you know like right. Aztec you know like fetishisms you know and I think that um these communities and people that have these platforms, and I know we, we talked about we wouldn't bring people's names, and I'm not going to bring names, but you know, <laughs> there's even native people that these type of people bring up like what about isms, you know, like oh, yeah. the black community and BLM, what about us, you know, and then I, I think I, I, I send you screenshots of like people in the Mexican community that are like, why are we like doing Black Lives Matter rallies where we have our own shit? It's like, why not, dude? Like, why are you, what about isms? You know what I'm saying? Like, it's yeah. all under the umbrella of like the colonial state. But yet yeah. you want. reinforcing it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You want to make like, instead of building bridges, you they're trying to, you know, burn the bridges, you know, and, and deal yeah. with them themselves. And it's just like, you can't do that. We all have to you know, decolonize together or else there's going to be problems after, you know? Yeah. And I think that's the problem is these people, they push these narratives that it's like, it's like these, you know, these people that, that don't know anything about, um, excuse me, um, indigenous, um, history, indigenous peoples, indigenous cultures. So they push these weird na- narratives. It's just, it's just fucking weird. So yeah, or pan indigeny, like oh, yeah. we're just all the same, um, which erases like the sovereignty of each nation, each tribe, you know, each group of people. Yeah, there's, there's yeah, there's some weird stuff like coming out right now. Right now, like a lot of people um, are like, since we know this is like anti-racism movement, they're they're pushing back against like. Because lately, there's a, there's a, there's another saying that's coming out like all Mexicans are indigenous. So now you know indigenous scholars and indigenous people are pushing back. They're like, hey, you know this is wrong, and yeah, you know this careful. is also racist. You know, and this is a racist, you know, black and indigenous voices, and and it's just like, oh my god, we have to go through this whole thing again. Like, where were you for these conversations like for all these years now? Right? Where yeah. have you been? 
you know, and yeah. with the revisit, it's really exhausting, you know, having to have these conversations over and over again. I don't even have, I don't even like discuss this stuff on the internet no more. I send, I send people like the podcast episodes, like, yeah, listen to this, you know, yeah. and if you have questions, ask me after. But, you know, I think it's really, it's really exhausting that um, we have all this violence against us lately from the state and you know people are trying to divide or spreading weird negative stuff and i think um if you don't understand native history if anybody that's not native like maybe you should just ask right yes ask native peoples ask which is a hard thing because if someone believes they're native because they have like a grandmother narrative or something um they will feel like inclined to speak on behalf of native people and you know i I think it's a very hard balance right like i try really hard not to speak on behalf of like muskogee creek nation because one i'm still like a reconnecting muskogee uh you know person you know i've always been whether i was you know connected or not but I would never speak on behalf of my tribe or what my tribe thinks or says about things. And I'd be really mindful of like sharing ceremony and things like that, because that's respecting my tribe's sovereignty. I speak as an indigenous and black woman, but not on behalf of every indigenous person or every indigenous experience. And so it's, there's like this fine balance of like being who you are, but not being, I'm not the authority on Afro-indigeneity. I'm not the authority on both people. I'm not the authority on indigenous people. And within those communities, you're going to find varying degrees of like, you know, ideas. And, you know, what me as an Afro-indigenous person believes might not be the same as another Afro-indigenous person. But the thing is, I'm learning, you know, in like being a voice is that the people with different beliefs, beliefs about Afro-indigeneity are not necessarily wrong. Like I'm open to the possibility that I'm wrong. And I think like having these discussions kind of helps us um, filter through or talk through like things that we are, we believe and, and stuff like that. So, you know, if someone like believes they're native, I think one, they have to understand indigenous sovereignty. You should never disrespect indigenous sovereignty. That's the first thing. The second thing is unless your tribe asks you to speak on their behalf, you shouldn't be speaking on any tribe's behalf and you definitely shouldn't be speaking on behalf on another tribe's. Um, and then thirdly, if you're speaking just as a representative of like indigeneity, like you have to be mindful that you're not like, this is what, you know, this is a pan-indigenous belief. Like I'm just going to put it out there and, you know, this is the absolute truth. So there's just like this balance of like how you speak out or how you speak up. So, you know, uh, when I, when I, when I'm talking about things that are important, like I always try to make sure it's rooted in, you know, indigenous sovereignty, respecting people's like individual cultures. Um, and then that it's rooted in the sovereignty of indigenous people and then the liberation of black people. And if it if it falls outside of that, like I don't I don't do it, you know, because I just I'm worried about how that could affect us as people. Yeah, yeah, and I, so I think if somebody is not like that, you should really be like questioning their motives. Yeah, man, that's oh man, I agree with this. And you know, I think that we get people 
Well, there's two things. One, we get people on the internet that take slogans and then they just run by it and don't actually like learn about indigenous issues or don't actually learn about deeper they're really sh- shallow people, right? So right. they'll be like, "Water is life." I'm like, "Yeah, you know, we gotta protect the water on a reservation, <laughs> right. but but there's like th- th- that's a sovereignty issue. Like that's like native lands. Yeah, that, that should be on the jurisdiction of you know th- that tribe, right? And they're like, and they're like, blank face. I'm like, well, you said water is life, right? So there's a reason for that. You know, it's not just you know water is life and say some trendy shit. You know, right? And I think. Right. Um, you know, this this also goes out to like the uh, you know like the Chicano community or whatever that try to you know, I guess they're trying to reconnect, but they don't know if they're indigenous or not. So they'll be like, say some weird shit lately, and it's just like calling themselves you know like mestizo, and it's like yo, if you use that word in Mexico, that's like using the N word. Like nobody in Mexico. Can you explain that? Can you explain that? Because I feel like, you know, we've had conversations about it and I'm always like trying to learn and, you know, um, but I feel like there's a lot of people who don't, you know, understand what that means and why, you know, some indigenous people have a problem with. But there's like, yeah, there's like, that's like a class system. You know, like, oh, I'm Spanish, so I'm like, there's a high tier class, and there's like the mestizo, which is like a mixed class, supposedly, of like indigenous and Spanish, or any or black, you know, it doesn't matter, right? Uh-huh. Uh, this is like old terms. This is really old terms. Like, there's another term, like, um, it's really, I think it's derogatory. So it's like mulatto in Spanish, right? So it's like oh, black yeah. and, you know, black and whatever mix. And, yeah. um, and then there's indigenous. So when Spanish people start calling people mestizo, it wasn't because like, oh, guess what? Like you're mixed. Like no, it was like fucking like an N word. So when you go to Mexico and you call somebody mestizo, it's not a fucking pleasant thing. You know what I'm saying? So it's just like here. It's just like here, right? Like you are black and native. Like you don't say I'm. I don't know. Like you say I'm black. I'm native. But you don't. You don't say. People know the natives here don't say I'm mixed blood. They don't. Right? Yeah. I'm, na- I'm native. Like, that's it. Rarely. Yes. Yeah. So, like... It, it, it feels derogatory. If someone called me a mixed blood, I'd be like, that's, that's loaded with a whole bunch of stuff. Yes. So, like, when people say, like... You know, so some natives are mixed with white, some natives are mixed with blacks, some with Asian. I mean, then people are marrying to different communities now, right? Right. So, like, yeah. it's really weird for, for people, you know, like, Chicanos to use blood quantum. They, they, first off, they don't like blood quantum, and then they use blood quantum terms like mestizo. What the fuck, mm. right? So they'll be like, mm-hmm. oh, I'm mestizo. And like I told you, uh, one time, you know, here in San Antonio, we, I invited some Chicano person to come to our house to discuss this. And she asked him, like, what, you know, how do you identify? And he said mestizo. And she, you know, he left and she was like shocked. She was like, what the fuck? You know, like, and that's the first time I learned that. And I was like, dude, really? Is that fucked up? She was like, yeah, you don't say that shit. You know, so when people say like, oh, I'm I'm all these mestizos, I'm a mestizo. And it's just like, yo, like, that's not a term you want to use. Like, if you go to Mexico and say I'm a mestizo, you're pretty much saying like, you're lower in the class system, which is fucking racist, right? Do people reclaim it, like, at all? You know, because, like, for black people, we don't say, you know, N-I-G-G-E-R, like, a lot of us, or some of us, say the, But you know, if somebody's native from Mexico, they don't even say, they, they wouldn't even say mestizo, even if I they're mixed. Because I know people that are mixed in Mexico, they're, like, you know, a tribe and whatever, 
whatever else they're they are like they always say that they're from like give me comanche i'm comanche right i'm gonna okay. be like i'm comanche mexican i'm mestizo that's fucking stupid like i'm comanche i see i'm mexican uh-huh. too like you know like you, you don't say mixed blood like that's to me i don't know man if, you, if they're gonna reclaim that why not you say what tribe they are mm. what the yeah. fuck would you say you're fucking mixed blood that's a fucking a whole word that means just that Right. So yeah, it's hard because I do hear some native people who are, you know, mixed, call themselves mixed blood. I mean, I think there's a couple like accounts online and I don't know if it's like a joke or I don't know if that's like them reclaiming. And it's so hard because I try not it's not my it's not my right or my authority to like tell people how they identify. But I can see how things can be problematic yeah, when people Especially say like, if you're speaking it to a, you know, a white person. Yeah, or, they, you people know. will be like, "Oh, I'm part, you're native. On which part? Your leg? Yeah, your right. arm? You know, like <laughs> your your fucking pinky finger? Which one? What part? Right. You know, like yeah, right. it's stupid. Like you're native. You're not part. You're, you're native. Like what? Right. What is what part of it? You know, it's it's to me. Yeah. But they can go with any other ethnicity. They go like, I'm part Chinese or I'm part black. Like which part? Yeah. What can you use to be black? Right. You know and saying? I think language is totally like evolving. Because I think that there was at one point people did say, you know, I'm part and I'm sure I'm guilty of saying that, you know, when I was younger. Um, But I think, like you said, like educating yourselves about indigeneity, educating ourselves around like what language is harmful or, you know, encourages like blood quantum or one drop rule, you know, kind of stuff. Like it's so important that we like talk about it so that we're not... um, perpetuating like colonial ideas um or you know contributing to like white supremacy you know by chopping up people into like you know class and race systems yeah man and that's the thing it's like sovereignty is a big thing you know when we talk about like i think we both mean you talk about the very we focus on two things land back and reparations right Right. so i think when i see people that have trashed me online or given me death threats from Chicano community and then they're posting land back posts. I'm like, do you understand this is what I'm talking about? Like yeah. I've been talking about this. Now you want to talk, are you saying this for trendy shit? Are you being trendy right now? Or do you actually know what land back means? Because yeah. as a Chicano, if you're saying land back, you're acknowledging sovereignty of native people, which you have no right of voice over that yeah go ahead mm, promote yeah. Lambac, but you're not gonna speak for native people right okay. so mm-hmm. like do they acknowledge that are you saying that to be trendy because you know within that own community they're being this divisive of you know against the black community and the native community at the same time you know do, so but do you think they see that as like like chicanismo is indigeneity and so therefore it there's like no line between the two. And so if they identify as native, them saying land back for them is the same, you know, it's, yeah, there's no what, differentiation. What, yeah, I know, but the, for Ch- Chicano, Chicano, well, what is it? Chicanismo is not indigeneity. But we, we, right. we talked okay. about this in the last episode, one of our last episodes with um, our, our guest Joseph from the Philippines, you know, we talk about, we talk about this, but um Chicanismo, so we, I think we're getting off topic a little bit, but Chicanismo, 
you know, what it's is it? Good. I'm just yeah. trying to understand. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, it's one of those things like, what is it? Is it like an experience? Is it an ideology? Is it an ethnicity? If it's an ethnicity, where was it before the 60s, right? So, oh, so yeah. it, it can't be an ethnicity because it just fucking popped out of nowhere. So it's an ideology. So an ideology can't be indigeneity. Is it experience? An experience can be, uh, I mean, like, if you're indigenous, you you can't, you're just indigenous. You can't just be like, oh, we're all indigenous. It's, to me, it's really weird. So yeah, there, there's right. misconceptions of what Chicanismo is, and we covered that in the last episode. And I think um, if that that's a race-shifting term, and I think they, just the word mestizo and mestizaje itself too is is very um, race shifting. It's, it, yeah, it promotes the erasure of black. Because I read a paper, uh, I'm, I'm trying to help somebody with their PhD program and they're for a project. Uh, I'm going to put that project on, on the podcast, by the way. So in the future, you, you know, maybe a year from now or six months, I don't know, right? I want to post okay. that this episode is a recording we're going to do. But on the paper, they have me reading the Chicano articles and in, in this one of the articles, it was like this, this professor was saying that, you know, all Chicanos are indigenous, black and Spaniard. I'm like, whoa, what the fuck? Now they're trying oh, to wow. take, you know, the black identity for, for the, you know, themselves. Like, how do you know you're black? Like, how do you know? Right. Because, yeah. because, you know, Mexico has slave trade, but does that mean everybody in Mexico is black? Right. right. So, you right. know, having this Chicano person write papers saying that all Chicanos have, you know, black experience or all Chicanos have like, it's really weird. Right. And I've, yeah. I never thought I would see that. Like somebody saying that Chicanos are, are, are black people and they have the black experience because I'm like, are you sure? Are you sure they have yeah, the black experience? You know, that's much. And, you know, I think that we've talked about like people using like Mexico, like then like not understanding the difference between nationalism and like, uh, like tribe or race or culture. Like they, they use like Mexico. Like if you're in Mexico, then automatically you're indigenous or it sounds like, and you're black now instead of like realizing that like the U S like everybody in the U S isn't one race or one identity. Like there's multiple groups. So like using like interchanging like nationality with like heritage and culture. That's wild because you know, like it's, it's like, it's a really lazy way to, from, you know, from my point of view to like acknowledge black history in, in Mexico. You know what I'm saying? It's, yeah, it's like there was slavery in Mexico and there's, a, there's black communities in Mexico they still exist because of that. And, you know, <clears throat> and, you know, instead of acknowledging it and, you know, and, you know, acknowledging their struggles, you're just saying, hey, we're all, we're all black. Fuck it. And it's like, what the fuck? Yeah. You know? Yeah, that's not OK. So, you know, it's, it's like they don't have that, that black experience unless they're actually black. Right. right. And, and, you know, and you can't just say, well, we have black people in our history, so we're going to just claim it. Fuck it. You know, that's, it's the same shit they do to native people. So now this is going to get interesting. Right, it's gonna get interesting because that they've been doing to, they've been doing this to native people for you know for the longest since the sixties, and now they're about to do it to black people. So, ha. <laughs> so like this, it feels like you know, in like co-opting people's identity or co-opting um, people's heritage, people are trying to distance themselves from whiteness and white supremacy, but what they're actually doing is the same like thing. 
doing the same thing. Yeah. yeah. And so it's the same thing with the hoteps in a lot Seller of ways. colonization, like, yeah. Yeah, like you're trying to distance yourself and, you know, say that we we can identify with you or we, we know what you're going through. But really, <laughs> you know, like sometimes I wonder too, it, I mean, I think I said this about the hoteps. It's like having, feeling like you have no sense of like culture or identity you find something that you want, you know, that you like or that you have some kind of approximation to, be it like geographic or, you know, whatever. Um, I wonder if when people feel cultureless, like they just, you know, grab onto anything that feels appropriate, you know? Yeah, that's, yeah, it's, it's, it sucks because, you know, um, colonization has fucked a lot of people up. But yeah. we have to make sure we don't fuck each other up during this decolonization. Exactly. It's just like, exactly. don't fuck each other up, dude. Like, listen to it. You know, all these people that try to have beef with me online, it's just like, why? Just, can you just hear what the fuck I'm saying? You know, like, yeah. if you can't even come to the conversation, if you can't even come to the table of the conversation, or the conversation is, the t- you know, you at the table by yourself, and it's that's not a conversation, right? Yeah. So it's yeah. it's fucking stupid. And, you know, we have Chicano guests here multiple times. And, you know, we get a lot, I get over with Chicano people here in San Antonio. Like, I'm not going to name names because I don't want them, you know, but they, they come on the show, they come on the show, you know, and that's the thing, like, People do come to the table and they do acknowledge their own, you know, privilege and their own misconceptions, and that's good. But you know, I think when just like the whole tips, you know, ideology, I think, you know, it's it's almost like it's all it is is like, you know, like settler colonial, like, you know, two point you know, mm-hmm. yeah. so it's always like, like we're the original people. We're the original yeah. people. Give it to us, and then like other people were like, well, we're the original people, and we're the original people. And it's like, yo, what about the the tribes that actually have sovereignty and governments? You know what I'm saying? What about them? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So you're gonna yeah. like, you know, like totally dis- dismiss them. You're gonna like just ignore what they have to say. You know, and that's what worries me, right? Is yeah, that I understand that? I think. We're not going back to the way it was with these protests. We're going to move forward. And this is like, to me, this is like an avalanche, you know, of like, this is like the, the slow movement of decolonization, you know. This is the beginning, Mm. right? Yeah. So I think, um, before I go on, I think it's ironic that, you know, non-natives or non-black people are saying this is apocalypse. No, motherfucker, this is decolonization. It's not apocalypse. Right. We've already <laughs> been through that apocalypse so many times. So like, this, this is not is... apocalypse. This is fucking good. What's going on is good. It's no fucking apocalypse. It's you motherfuckers. Right. <laughs> now now your, 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 your comfortable lives are being, you know, now, you know, it's being fucking challenged. And native people, and maybe and black, that's why that's the apocalypse for yeah. them. So now, now you know? native people and black people are, are rising up against their bullshit. Maybe it feels like the apocalypse to you because you've been colonizing, right? Yeah. So, but you know, going forward, I think this is slowly going to move towards you know uh, talking about because black people are talking about um, native people. I've seen it yeah, on the internet. Me too. I love it. Yes, I so, love it. So, like, well, they're acknowledging the colonization of Native people during the Black Lives Movement right now, and it shows you that, you know, that that we can move together. We don't. We don't have to be. What about us? And just us? And don't talk about. No, this is all about seller colonization, 
you know, right. um, you know, black people that are brought here, colonized, native people that are colonized. I mean, I even talk about how on other podcasts and, you know, how like we are even connected to the colonization of China. Right. Mm, During the yeah. same time as the colonization here, uh, you know, the Americas, like they used opium drug money to fund their westward expansion. That's all. It's all ex- connected. Right. It's Globally. all connected. Yes. So for <laughs> people, people say, what about us? It's just like, dude, we all have to do this. This is about you. Yes, it That's is. That's the thing. This is about you. <laughs> yeah. So, like, you know, we need to. I think what, yeah, you're right. What about us is is rooted in like anti-blackness. Why can't we talk talk about black people, right? Why can't we yeah. talk about black issues? Like, there's fucking. We talk about within ourselves fucking racism with the native communities, you know, like against black people. Yeah. So just. Just because you're not, you know, because you're brown doesn't mean you can't be racist. I've seen that shit. I've seen that shit so and many times. again, it goes back to, like, the hypervisibility thing. It's like, because you see black people in the news doesn't mean that, like, something's being achieved. A lot of what you see about black people is around, like, um, exterminating us or incarcerating us or, you know who, like, how awful we are or how dangerous we are. It, you know, if we're not like shucking and jiving, like playing sports or entertaining people, then, you know, that's how black people are. The only ways that black people are seen as like good is if we like are performing for whiteness or, you know, centering the white gaze or, you know, just in general being an entertainer. But yeah. um, And it seems to me, I feel right now that like racist white people are hiding behind like, conservative black people like Candace Owens. Yeah. Right? Oh it's my like, gosh. Oh, look at her. Look I cannot what she's <laughs> or like, you know, like other people, like Hosh twins or other people, you know, that are, are like promoting white supremacy, you know, and they'll be like, how can they be racist? How can they be promoting white supremacy if they're black? Dude. Like, you know what we say in the black community? Not all skin folk or not all, or not all skin folk or kin folk, meaning they might have black skin, but they not our kin. Yeah, man, if you're po- po- promoting the seller states, that's promoting white supremacy. What does yeah. it matter what color you are? Like, yeah. what the fuck? Like, the whole thing, like, I can't be racist because, you know, like, oh, I, I believe in, like, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm a Republican and I'm and a person of color. Doesn't mean I can't be racist. Like, no, yes, you can. <laughs> yes, you fuck can. Fuck you, you know? You could be contributing to the destruction of your own people. Yes, you can. The yeah. People have done it. People, and that's that's the whole thing about, like, you know, black, indigenous, and other people of color contributing to, like, um, us failing. Like, this has always been. We've always had people who were, you know, like, I think sometimes it's about individualism. They think that if they, you know, speak to whiteness or, you know, perform for whiteness, that they'll be saved and they'll be okay. And I think that some people genuinely have these belief systems. Like, I often wonder if Candace Owens actually believes what she's saying, um, because she is like dedicated to this cause and she could care less what other black, how other black people see her. Like she is like the voice of hyper conservative anti-black black people. I think <laughs> like, she, she crossed the threshold is. so far that if she goes back, she, she can't go back. Right. First off, like if, yeah, you have, if your own wedding can. is corny as fuck to have like MAGA hats at your own wedding, then you got you gone past beyond the limits. Right. Yeah. So I think yeah. I think, you know, it's one of those things that 
Um, She's been traded. <laughs> dude, like you can't. She's you can't no and, and I always tell people this, like right now is very pivotal because people, their sh- colors are showing. So all of these people that have been anti-black, anti-indigenous, you know, like their time is coming. So if they want to try to save themselves, you know, with the you know seller states and be like by, by promoting seller statisms or promoting their own weird shit, like your 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 time is coming because yeah. it, it's it's done like the black community is not, not it's not uh, we're not going back we're not going this, back we're this not tolerating already, this shit no more the native yeah. community is not going back we are not going back yeah. so for anybody that what have has been accused of being anti-indigenous anti-black you're fucked that's all <laughs> like just just know that people are taking notes and when the settler states comes down and then we have our own states that guillotine is coming down hard. So I've been yeah, telling I don't people know what it will take for them to get back on the good side of things. No way, know? dude. Unless you know they they apologize. I don't, I don't even think they can apologize. They're promoting such nonsense. Like you know, if you're learning about maybe you know, like I would say this from the Chicano community. Maybe you know, like I'm indigenous. I don't know. I'm gonna assume blah blah blah. But then you you have a platform and you're saying nonsense. Maybe you shouldn't have a platform, mm. right? Mm. Maybe th- yeah. you shouldn't. If you know you're indigenous, fine. But if you don't know, don't talk for us. You know what I'm saying? So and can you define what you mean by like, if you don't know? Because I think that some people are like, oh, I do know because I have like this story or, you know, I'm from this location. Like, I think it's important. To- I, think, I think we do. I think we, I don't know if we talked about on the show or, or personally about the story of the grandmother, even white people have this like, um, oh, I think it's called, it's, I think it's called move to innocence. I have, I've, we talk oh. about this, we, um, we, uh, what's the episode? It's in that paper, right? The decolonizing. Yeah. But we, a... we also talk about this on the, on the show with Daryl Leroux, where he talks about how people, white people, French Canadians are stealing, indigenous identities in Canada but that Mm -hmm. move to innocence where I have a story of a indigenous grandmother it's always the grandmother it's never the grandfather right so that's the thing men were always seen as a threat yeah because yeah because brown yeah I've seen as threats and and then brown women are seen as like you know like fragile whatever in this white supremacy to be conquered yeah 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 exactly so I you know it's one of these things that so when people tell me they have an indigenous grandmother I'm like man like i'm like that's what white people use and i have a really hard time so you know i think it's for our sovereignty we should we should be skeptical right right Mm -hmm. Uh, and i'm talking about like people that say because there are people in the the online that have big platforms they say oh i think i'm indigenous and they go from back from aztec to to chichimeca or other things that they they can't make up their mind what the fuck they are and the next thing you know they're they're spewing nonsense you know, and I think, I think I showed you even even now, like more and more. Within this last week, we've been trading, you know, messages about more and more people are talking about um, not all Mexican or indigenous mestizaje and all this other stuff, right? Mm-hmm. So I think, you know, if people don't know if they're indigenous. If they're detribalized, de- that's, that's not even a real thing. Like maybe they should just step down or you step back. You know what I'm saying? 
Even like you said, even with us, like you and me, like I don't go. Well, the Comanches think this. No, fuck you. I don't think. I don't say. I don't say that. Yeah, like I, I never say that shit. Like I'm Comanche. I know I am, but I never speak for all Comanches because I know yeah. that some of them are super conservative, which is fucking weird, right? But mm. I think, you know, I think that. People, you know, people, it's coming, that reckoning's coming, that decolonization is going to come after people. So people like, you know, Candace Owens, it's not safe after the seller state goes away. So she's going to have to move somewhere else, like, you know, UK or something, <laughs> and talk her shit over there. But she's not, we're not going to tolerate that shit over here. We're not, you know? Like, can you imagine if, if like, like, Fox News, like, after the seller state disappears, you think Fox News is going to be here? Fuck you. We're going to be like, fuck you, get out of here, dude. You know, like, yeah, you're not going to talk your nonsense around. over here. You know, anybody, anybody. This is not just people in, in our, you know, it's anybody that's talking racist bullshit. So, hey. I mean, we're doing it so, now. We're, we're sh- people are, you know, sh- showing screenshots of people being racist all over Facebook yes. and Instagram. And they're getting fired. They're getting fired. Getting, it's coming, yeah. dude. You can't. So... <laughs> So, you and know. I think that people haven't been able to envision a post-colonial world. Like we just think that this is this is how it's always going to be. And you know, like I always try to remind people, this is not the default. This is not how. This is not natural. This is not the natural order of things. So to like think that this is forever is a dangerous thought. Um, so you know, like I'm all for thinking of ways of how we can live in a post-colonial world because, you know, I see the potential of it. And especially now, like, I feel like there's, you know, with all of this happening right now, like the potential is there to be realized now, you know, like. There yeah, we're is, not going back. <laughs> yeah. So, but I did want to ask a follow-up question about like, like native identity or indigeneity. So like for me, I say that I'm, Afro-Indigenous and that I identify as a Muscogee Creek woman and a Black woman, um, African-American specifically. Um, But, you know, I know I do have (laughs) a grandmother and a grandpa who are um, of Shawnee, Yuchi, Quapaw, Cherokee descent. And so I always say I'm of descent when I name those two, Mm -hmm. those other tribes, because I don't have, I no longer have connection to those tribes. And, you know, I'm, I guess, on paper, I'm Muscogee. And so um, I, like when people don't know, do you think they have permission to say that they're of descent or because no, like- they know, they I don't know, know that, sure they should, that they shouldn't be of I, descent. Because in Mexico, like any, they have so much immigration from, the, you know, even people from the Middle East migrated to Mexico. The taco is literally Middle Eastern. Right, so yeah, you told me that. Yeah, yeah so this the, the evolution of taco. If you really look into the evolution of the taco, the taco is not indigenous; it is mi- Middle Eastern, right? Interesting. So, uh-huh. if to say I'm brown and from Mexico is, I must be indigenous is a misconception. The richest dude in Mexico is a Palestinian, Mexican Palestinian. Oh, so, so it's, to me, it's it's funny that people, you know. There were, you know, there's black people in Mexico, and somebody could, yeah. you know, married, you know, into like Lupita, Lupita Nyong'o. She's from Mexico. Really? She speaks Spanish. Yeah, she. Her dad was like a diplomat or something, and oh. so she grew up there. She speaks Spanish, but she's, she's. I mean, her family is from Africa, yeah, but I, she was born in Mexico and she grew up there. I think, you know, it's different, you know, to say. Uh, yeah, I know I'm indigenous from this tribe, and 
I, I come from this a descent of this tribe, you know, to I don't know if I'm indigenous, but I'm going to say, I'm, I'm, I, you know. Because this, I took a test and now it says I am. Yeah, those tests you are know, fucking, therefore fucking so stupid. I, yeah. yeah. And yeah. it is a threat. And Kim Talbert, you know, she, you've had her on your show. She talks a lot about the dangers of like using these like DNA companies to like confirm your indigeneity because again, it's a threat to sovereignty because these European based, you know, um, companies use, you know, center whiteness still, like they're still very colonial. And so then to use them to be like, but it's not, therefore I'm indigenous. It's not even a threat to like, um, native people, but it's also a threat to black people. I think there was an article I read that some dude, took a DNA test and he said he was like 2% black or something like that. And then like, or from Africa. And then he, he, he applied for a loan that was meant for the black community. Right. Yeah. 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 And it was just like, why the fuck are you applying for a loan that, you know, for the black community to, to grow if you've never had that fucking experience? Because yeah. colonialism gives people permission, like, and white supremacy. I think the intersection of two gives people permission to colonize even people's DNA, like to be like, exactly. that belongs to me, you know? That's, that, that, that's me now. Like I get, like it's a move to innocence. Like, look, I'm, yes, I, I, yes. I'm, I'm black now because of this DNA. Oh, I'm native because of this DNA test. Like I can be a colonizer. I'm one of you, but I'm going to, you know, take advantages of things that's supposed to help our community. Like, you've never been around the community in order to like help, but yet you want to take loans as like a person of color. Get the fuck out of here. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, you want to reap the benefits of what you think. Like, and some of these benefits are like pseudo benefits for people of color. Like these benefits oftentimes are, you know, things that sh- should be owed to us for like our oppression in general, or like simply just, I mean, a benefit would, it, I don't know that it would be a beneficial thing for us necessarily. So, I mean, I, I think that this idea that you can, you know, take a DNA test and then be like, I'm this because of that because of that test without having connection or reconnecting or whatever, like being responsible and accountable to that community, you know? So like, if you're saying you're 2% black, let's just play this out. I'm 2% black. How are you accountable to the black community for the thing you're doing right now and trying to like take money so that you can open a business? Who are you accountable to in the black community for that? Because if you're just like, Oh, I'm going to just be black to take this. That's not, that's not blackness in my opinion, you know, I mean, maybe somebody can make an argument that that is, but you know, like it's hard because like racializing people based on how they look can be also a very dangerous thing. You know, I would say that most people would racialize me and say that I'm black, but they wouldn't recognize my indigeneity. And so I'm mindful of like using phenotype as like, you know, the authority of like what, who people are, what they look like. Um, I mean, what they, who they belong to, but I definitely think that there is, um, you know, not only is it about sovereignty, but it's about accountability. Because like you and I have been saying, we don't speak on behalf of our tribes because we're accountable to our tribes, right? Mm-hmm. We don't do things that are sacred, you know, from our tribe, you know, for other people because we're accountable to the people we belong to, even if we don't live close to them, you know? So I think that this idea that you can take a test and then just say I am without being accountable is... Um, being accountable and being connected in some way and doing the work to be a part of that community. Um, yeah, I think that that's problematic. 
So yeah, and that's the thing. With you're right. Oh, you're so right. That's a good thing you said that they're trying to steal our DNA too, or claim our DNA. Yeah. You know, it's so disgusting. And I think, you know, uh, when it comes to decolonization, we 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 are addressing this now already with Kim Talbert with all her books. But you know, I see people, even brown people. You know, trying using these DNA tests and trying to legitimize themselves. Like, look, look, I'm like 20% indigenous. Like, I I saw something where I think I showed you. I don't know if I showed you where some dude was in some Aztec page, and then he was like, "Look, I'm like 23% in, indigenous on this DNA test. How can I get enrolled in the Hopi tribe?" And then somebody yeah, was like, <laughs> "Somebody said it was like, why Hopi if you're from Mexico?" And they were like, "Well, the Hopis are related to these people, and these people are collect- related to these people. So I just I just want to decide that I want to enroll in the Hopi tribe." And people were like, "What that's the fuck? Yeah, like that's not how it works, dude." Like. Like, and then you tell tell this dude, like, yo, that's not how it works. And then he gets mad. I'm like, yo, like, I'm telling you, people are telling you that's not how it works. You wanted someone to tell you what you want to hear? Or you want to tell people to tell you how it fucking works, right? Yeah. So when, when, when other people, you know, they try to speak for Native people or for, like, you know, whatever, mestizos or whatever, this weird term. And then you tell them, yo, that's fucked up. And then they get mad about it. It's like, yo, like, do you want people to to tell you because, you know, it caters to you? Or do you want people to... For, tell you the you know the, the truth about this whole situation but i think you know i think that that, that also goes with whole tips too like they try to you know they want to listen to narratives and you know and videos that cater to their ideology and it's just like yo like what about native sovereignty what about even even if we came from Asia like ten thousand years ago? Like let's let's pretend, right? Let's yeah, pretend. let's say Bering Strait is the only way we came. You know, that's even the if we only came, way. the fucking Europeans still colonized us, and we're still indigenous to this land. It yes. doesn't matter, even if we came. So, because if you're trying to make the argument that because we came through the Bering Strait, we're not indigenous then you can't be indigenous either here because you came here at some point too, right? So it makes your argument null as well because you're saying that coming here then takes away your right, your claim to indigeneity. You know, a lot of the native creation stories come from, that talk about like um, that we come from the earth here, right? Yes. And so I saw a lady that's indigenous go on the Joe Rogan. I think her name's like Shannon O'Laughlin or something like that. And she, she explained... Um, a native creation story that you know that in her tribe they came from the ground right and Joe Rogan mm-hmm. was like really really like how is that possible but if you really think about it that's literally the same shit that Christians say is that God made them exactly. from the from the ground so that's exactly. wait, wait that's believable but our stories right. are not that's fucking bullshit right well that's white supremacy for yeah. you like, like our stories are myths and creation stories um, based on fable and yours is like the divine true you know god yeah. made us in the garden of Eden. exactly you yeah know? so it, to me it's wild that you know that europeans have the same fucking story but like we have to believe all their but shit. Ours is unbelievable yeah yeah exactly yeah. so when, yeah. when i saw his reaction i was like dude like what the fuck like you know you can't believe you know, it's the same shit, you know? I mean, I don't know if he's a Christian or not. I don't think he is. I don't think he's a religious person. Yeah, I don't think but, he is either. But, you know, it's one of those things that's still, like, we. this is still our stories. We didn't come from a fucking strait. Like, I've never heard a story from Native people that we came from a fucking strait. You know what I'm saying? I think there are some. Some, maybe very northern. But here's the thing. Like, I think 
there are lots of stories within the indigenous community because like we say it's not a monolith we're not pan-indigenous where people arrive different ways so i don't think that it's unbelievable for people to like have arrived via you know canoes or boats or whatever and then some people walked you know um I definitely have a science background and there's a lot of things about geography and biology that like I feel have um, been tested, but it doesn't mean that I don't believe indigenous people when they, when they tell me or when I hear their creation stories, I don't dismiss them. That's not my right. I don't get to speak for, you know, tribes and um, it's not my, I don't have any kind of authority to say, no, you only came through the Bering Strait. Mm -hmm. Um, So, um, I definitely think there are multiple ways that people either arrived or have been here. Um, but I'm, I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to do a Joe Rogan and be like, really, you know, that's, yeah. that's colonialism to me. Yeah. So I'm not doing it. So I think, you know, the overall, um, moral of the story is like, if don't spread shit that is decisive against communities, yeah. Like, yes. listen to people, have conversations. Not everything is them or us, especially when yes. it comes to, like, the seller state, you know, versus us. Like, within yes. ourselves, we shouldn't be, like, creating, you know, walls between ourselves when we have the same um, uh, struggle against the same, you know, enemy, which is, like, you know, the colonizers. And I think the moment we decolonize, the Native people are not going to forget about the Black community. And the Black community is not going to forget about the Native people. So like to say like, oh, their movement, their movement is going forward. Whatever advancements the black community is doing is for us, too. Absolutely. And vice versa. Because it's all rooted in dismantling this system, which oppresses all of us. And you know what? Someone um, DM me. I I wish I could remember who it was to give them credit. But um, they were talking about how um, they wanted to start doing like land acknowledgements, but then also like acknowledging black people's right to be here. Like they want, they want to give black people permission to like, and, and, and I don't know how you would do like the tribe would have to do this, but like having a tribe say like, we welcome black people on our land, you know, like it, it was a way, like a way to bridge, you know, the, because there's a lot of people who are like, so what's going to happen once, to black people once native people do get, you know, sovereignty in their land back? Like what's going to happen to us? Cause you know, some people are like, we should go back to Africa, but no, we that. lost our, you know, <laughs> connection to people in Africa and, you know, Africans would have to also do the same thing and like, say you're welcome to come back, which Ghana does. But I still Isn't Liberia think, like, a, a, a country from free slaves? But I'm just saying, go back to Liberia. I'm saying, yeah. like, don't. That's that's not an option. Like, right. that's really so, pushing the narrative almost to like Zionisms when it comes to like, Israel, like oppressing the Palestinians. You know, like we don't need to be telling anybody to, to go that. back. And even Chinese. Some Chinese were brought here forcefully. Some Chinese were were tricked to come to the U.S. and yes. work for, work for money, and they became themselves like fucking like like slaves pretty much for the railroads you know yeah, dying for the railroad exactly. like these people also were tricked here so you know it wasn't yeah. just black people you know so like you can tell chinese people that lived here like since 1800s mid 1800s to go back no fuck that you know and yeah so this person was like how can we start having dialogue to like let you know black folks know we're not trying to kick you out like let's start talking about it like how can we have a relationship where like our sovereignty is like you know, recognize, but at the same time, like black people will be liberated 
you know, on indigenous land. And I just think it's a really good idea maybe to start having that conversation. I don't exactly. know how you do, yeah, but, I mean, but I think like yeah. tribes will have to be in on it. Well, you know? we, we, well me and you have these conversations, right? Yeah, so we do. <laughs> I think, I think that, I try to bring that conversation a little bit during the, the episode with you and Shanye, right? Uh-huh, and I think, right. I think you're right. There's there's groups here. It's not a group in, in here in Texas that is promoting for Black sovereignty, which I find really interesting, right? So, yes. um, I'm I was trying. I was actually in contact with them, and then this whole movement blew up, and then. Uh, so they're really busy right now. So I'm like not trying to like, hey, come interview interview you, but you know, I know they're gonna come on the show in the future. But yeah, black black sovereignty is a topic that should be discussed. Like yes. what does that and look how do like? We go about it? Yeah, how do we go about it? Because black sovereignty is liberation. Literally yes. black liberation is black sovereignty and vice versa. Black sovereignty. Right? And so, I've had people tell me that it's the same thing. Why do you differentiate? And I think like First, black people need to be liberated from yeah. like the system of enslavement and and then sovereignty is a part of that. But I think like speaking to black liberation is important because it's specific. Like it's specific, like what we're trying to say. Like the state the state still sees us as utility. The state still sees us like as capital. You know, like now it's through like the prison industrial complex, right? Like they make money off of our bodies in prison systems, like in these private prison systems. So it's like liberating us from the idea that we are like chattel, no matter what the, you know, how the system changes to this system, to to white supremacy and settler colonialism, we're still chattel. So we have to be liberated from that idea. And then on top of that, we need, like, we have to have that discussion about, like, how are black people sovereign? Like, where do we get our sovereignty from? And how do we realize sovereignty? So there's something. I think it's two things. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, so. Yeah, I talk about this a lot because this is, like I said, this is the reason why I created the podcast to create that that bridge between the black community and the native community. Because you know, when I worked here with Black Lives Matter in 2016-ish, you know, here in San Antonio, and I was, you know, asking, you know, um, well, you know, Lou V is one of them. She's the one that's on a podcast with me, right? Um, mm-hmm. But. Yes you know, asking her about native sovereignty and I didn't know what it was. So, you know, even she shared stuff and I learned about black issues in the same time. So I was like, you know, we need to create this podcast to build a bridge because we need to learn from each other. And it's like, yeah. it's fucking like fast forward right now because now we have like this whole movements and, you know, I think the beginning of the conversation in my point of view. But when we have these conversations between her and me, you know, a lot of it is like, what does that look like and I think you know when um, the seller state disappears and you know native governments take over you know there should be some sort of acknowledgement or ceremony or saying like you guys are here now you don't have to go anywhere right you're part of us now that needs to happen but at the same time there should be some sort of it's not just and it shouldn't be just talk it should be like also action which is like Government, black people, and I talked about this. What does a decolonial government look like? We should have the native senate, the native senate with, you know, one person from each tribe. And part of that senate should be black, which just, I think, voted representatives from the black community in the senate so we can talk issues like, hey, we know we've been fucked up for a while. What can help our communities to, you know, like um, be better, you know, blah, blah, blah. But at the same time, I want to bring an example that I noticed in Hawaii, right? So, 
there in Hawaii, there's a language program that the native people are pretty much assimilating non-natives into pretty much Hawaiian culture. Right, and it's easier for them because there's only one tribe and one group of people in Hawaii. Hawaii you know what I'm saying, so but it's yeah. harder for us here. But, um, but in Hawaii, they went from having like very small number of speakers, you know, like back in the 80s, you know, 70s, to having like thousands right now. Like, even, yeah. I've seen people that are that say that they're not even they're not indigenous Hawaiians, and then they are fluent in the indigenous language, you know? And over mm. there, the street names are all in, you know, Hawaiian yes. language. It's fucking awesome. I'm like, oh my God, right? So, you know, they're getting it, you know, so over there, um, like uh, the native people, the first language they learn is 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 um, is their, their indigenous language is their, in their emerges program. And then um, I think in high school is when they start learning English, Right, but this is also oh, for wow. not non. This is also for non-native people, right? Can you imagine non-native people like <laughs> like learning Muscogee, be, be learning learning indigenous values, right? Hawaiian yeah. indigenous values. Yeah. So I think this is what the colonization looks like. Like we like eventually absorb, and this goes with Chicanos too. Like we eventually absorb them into the decolonization. This is why I always tell Chicanos: Step one. Give the land back to the native governments or the native peoples. Step two, then we'll talk about what's going to happen to you guys. Guys, and it's not going to be go away. It's going to be like the emergence, like absorption into this decolonization, into this indigenous black uh, society. Right. So I think people need to realize that that is going to happen. It has to happen because we're not going to be like them and us. It's going to create a division. You know. So I think. You know, people, I mean, there's still going to be like, you know, representatives from the indigenous communities, but because our sovereignty doesn't go away after the, the after decolonization, it's, it's continuous, right? So right. we're not going to mesh all tribes into one. Like all tribes are not one nation. They're not. Yeah, so, no, that's not. I mean, but it's going to be very tricky. And I think, you know, we need to, you know, we, we I mean, people, I mean, I even I myself acknowledge some people lost our identity in Mexico, but is everybody's indigenous? No, I don't think so. So, yeah, you know, it's one of those right. things where we... Because everybody in the, you know, in the States are not indigenous so, just because, you know, we're a, a nation. Like, everybody here is not indigenous, therefore everybody, you know, same yeah, thing in Mexico. Even 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 this in this country, the, in the U.S. government, there's like the Black Caucus, where the, you know, black representatives go and they yeah. talk about the, you know, black issues and stuff like that. So why can we have that in decolonization? Why can we have like the Chicano Caucus or whatever? Whatever they call themselves in the future, I don't know, right? So that's right. a thing that people don't realize and they think like, I'm being hard on, on Chicanos or whatever. I'm not. Like, there's literally step one comes first. Give the land back to the native people and let them create a decolonial government with the black community. And then we'll address these issues. We're not going to be like, bye, and just ignore the issues. We, are, we acknowledge colonization, and that's part of colonization. And on top of that, giving sovereignty to people of Mexico and their, their struggles is, you know, no bullshit. So that needs to be addressed, and that doesn't get addressed that much in you know the Mexican communities and the Chicano communities. So what does that look like? What does sovereignty in Mexico for, you know, in Mexico for the indigenous people look like? They might not like the same shit as us, right? So we have to talk about. It's, there's so many topics to talk about, but I agree with you. Like, black sovereignty is very interesting. You know, and I think yeah, I've been thinking a lot about it since our last podcast because I'm like, yeah, like yes, even asking other people who are like, you know, um, 
sovereignty theorists, I guess, or decolonial theorists? Like, what does sovereignty mean? Where do people get sovereignty? Like, are, like, nomadic groups sovereign? You know, like, what what is sovereignty and who decides who is sovereign and who's not sovereign? Um, yeah. Like I mean, if you belong been, to a community, you're, you're sovereign, you know what I'm saying? I mean, like, it's hard so because... Are Chicanos sovereign? I, I I wouldn't I don't know that's the thing because what is Chicanismo again is an ideology is an is an experience because like like I said like Asian people have the same experience right some Chinese people don't know which because in China it's not just one group of people right there's like five five main um, five main uh, ethnicities in China and there's like twenty six sub like lower smaller ethnicity groups right so like yes. So the people that came here from China trying to look a better life and they don't know what, which ethnicity they're from, they're just Chinese, like they, they some of them have that, that Chicano experience. So, mm. could, you know, like uh, they don't know which, which ethnicities they come from in China and they, next to you know, like, it, it, like I said, what is it? Are there any ethnicity? They, they can be because, you know, like it's, it's so weird because when I interview different Chicanos, even they don't know. Like they don't even know if it's just Mexicans that can be called, called Chicanos. They don't, they don't even know. Oh, they don't even know if it's like Mexicans and Caribbeans, right? They don't know if Mexicans, Caribbeans, and in South America like they fight amongst themselves. Like there's articles within themselves that are saying like, if you're not Mexican, you can't be Chicano. And it's like, what the fuck? Like, well, then how can you anybody say they're indigenous if they can't even decide for themselves, right? So yeah. that's the thing, like, uh, like I think, in my point of view, Chicanismo is, is, is an experience. Maybe you know, the experience they have of being a, a child of immigrants or a child of somebody that's descendant of immigrants or, and ideology, obviously it's an ideology, but neither of them, because some of them don't even, don't even like, it's really hard because I've talked to Chicanos and they're like, I'm not Mexican, I'm Chicano. I'll be like, what the fuck? Like, but where your grandparents from? They're like Mexico. I'll be like, but then you're Mexican, right? And they're like, no, I'm not. Like, that's a totally different ethnicity. I'm like, what the fuck? So I'm really like confused, and they're confused about what the fuck they are too. I think, and I think that needs to be touched. You know what I'm saying? Because they're also claiming blackness. So I think, I think with with decolonization, um, there needs to be another word or created another term or something. You know, or I don't know. Like, there's like fourth wave Chicanismo where they acknowledge their own racism. So you know, I mean, some people are stuck on first wave. <laughs> so, so you think there's like within like any community within the uh, Chicano community, there's like diversity of thought about like identity because it does sound like um, like I think from before even having like this conversation with you or you know any conversation around like Chicanismo like my understanding of it like my very like limited understanding of it was it was an identity and not an ideology and I think there's been a couple of times where I've asked you a couple questions about like you know is like is there a difference between the academic idea of Chicanismo and like everyday people's lived experience of like what being Chicano means because you know, like I said, from like the little time that I grew up in LA and then just the few uh, people who I knew who identify as Chicano, like for them, it's, it's not the, it's not the academic idea of Chicanismo. It's the, like the culture of like being descendant of a group of people. Like, at least this is, this is me trying to translate what I think, what I thought it was. So, Mm -hmm. um, 
you know, yeah. like even asking this question makes me wonder if like we we use like colonial ideas about identity when mm-hmm. we talk about people or when, but that that doesn't negate that when people identify they need to like respect like the sovereignty of groups of people and people's history but i think my question is like how do we um how do we like how do people identify without using like a colonial system or without being colonizers themselves and identity yeah because i i think you know um it kind of goes back to like nationalism like they 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 a lot of mm-hmm. that's why they fight amongst like other like Caribbean or like South American or even Central American people that try to claim Chicanismo and they're like, no, you're not Chicanismo, only Mexicans. It's almost like a Mexican nationalism right there as where, you know, and I think yeah. um, it's hard because like, like I said, they're fighting amongst themselves and um, it's, you know, it's, it's, you know, they can't focus and you know, if they, if they're indigenous, like I don't know anybody from Mexico that's indigenous that I asked, you know, I, I'm, I'm getting in contact with more and more indigenous people from Mexico. I don't know anybody that says, you know, I'm from this tribe in Mexico and I'm Chicano. They don't do that. They say I'm so-and-so tribe from, from Mexico. You know, I'm like, okay, cool. So it's so really, like their indigeneity is like their identity. Yeah, only. Like They're it, not It's kind of like, it's kind of like, you know, I, I always tell people like, what about my kids? Like both of me and my wife migrated here from Mexico. Right. And I, you know, both came undocumented, you know, and, um, you know, my, my wife's indigenous from Mexico and I'm indigenous Comanche, you know, and does that make, are my kids Chicanos? I don't think so. I think they're from, they make, they make their, their identities, their tribal identities from my wife's and from mine. You know what I'm saying? So this whole thing, why should, why should our kids put more labels on top of themselves? Right. Like right. our kids would never know what it's like to grow up in Mexico. Like I know what it's like. I know what it's like living in Mexico. My wife does too. Like, but does it make them a Chicano? Like, what the fuck? It's fucking weird. You know what I'm saying? It's it's yeah, you know. So it, it, yeah. to me, like, I just it's just to me it's just fucking weird. But I think you know, going back a little bit, um, I think you know, like mestizaje and Chicanismo is is. Mexican nationalism with an indigenous mask and you know actually this this coming up Friday we'll be here in a group uh, conversation with a Chicano professor right and uh-huh. they know they know it's coming you know they know that conversation is coming and uh, you know and it's not, it's not even for the podcast I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna use it for the podcast this is why I agreed to the conversation but it's for my friend's um, PhD program talk about critical race theory indigenous critical race theory you know and awesome. i think yeah. um we're gonna so I, I don't know what when i can post it maybe a month from now maybe when his class is over but um but that conversation is coming to this podcast and, and from my actual chicano professor and um i think we'll see how that goes because I'm reading, and this, this is how I, I know they're claiming blackness is because I'm reading the papers that they have to present for this project. And I'm like, what the fuck? Now they're claiming blackness. You know what I'm saying? So I think the whole idea that a whole nation is all one people, like the whole idea that like everybody in Mexico is indigenous and black is so ridiculous it to is. me. Like, I, 
Like that feels so, um, I don't know. That feels like. It's uh, colonialism. It's all it is. Maybe like, that's the word. I'm trying to figure out an adjective yeah, that like best describes it. But I think it's just, I think it's a cheap way to like create identity. Like, oh, we're just all going to be this thing, you know? And yeah. So whenever, whenever people say like all Chicanos or all Mexicans or, or, you know, like to me, I'm like, really, you know, and, and to me, it's like that's what cellular uh, colonization does. It replaces the native people of the land yes. to with themselves. And I think these ideologies do that. They say, hey, well, I'm indigenous, too. I don't need, I, you know, I, I got that here from San Antonio. I was doing a native sovereignty um, uh, lecture here in some like it was a Chicano space. Somebody like asked for the space and they, you know, it was nice of them to, to, um, I didn't even know it was a Chicano space. Somebody else got it. Right. And I did a mm-hmm. lecture there. And then the person that opened the doors for us and she was sitting there, you know, listening to my lecture and then, you know, the end people were asking questions and, you know, it was weird. Cause she like asked, she didn't even ask a question. She just said, you know, she was like, you know, I'm a shade of Brown and I'm, I mean, you know, I'm Chicano. I'm part of indigenous too. So I don't really need to hear this. I was like, what? Mm. That's fucking odd thing to say, like you know, and I think like it's very dismissive. Like I'm, you know, I'm indigenous too. You know, like I guess, you know, you know, I don't need to really hear this or like you know, like yeah, I know, but I don't really care for it. It's not an issue for me. Like you don't know, like if you're gonna talk about like indigenous or black issues, it's all of it. It's not whatever's convenient for you. Right. Right. So, like, same right. thing. Same thing with native people. Like, if we get, we have to talk about black sovereignty. It's not whatever's convenient for you. You know what I'm saying? Right. So, like, right. It's the whole Rachel Dolezal thing where she's like, "I feel this, therefore I am it," and it's like that's not how it works because it's not only just about like heritage; it's about lived experience. You know, in yeah. a lot of ways, um, or you know, reconnecting and you know having being. Um, accountable to the community so that you can learn about like the struggles of the community or the histories of the community or, you know, whatever. But like for Rachel Dolezal, she just felt like she could be black and like, so therefore I get to be black. And it's, you know, that is, you know, like you said, very subtle or colonial of her and white supremacist of her to think that she could just like use her whiteness, her currency as a white person to, you know, steal black identity, you know, and not only that, I mean, she went all in, like she, now she knows how to do like black hair care. She like, she adopted two black kids. Like she like totally like used her currency as a white person to become a black person. Like I could never do that. There's no amount of anything I could do to become like so much. So people didn't even know she was white, you know, no, because blackness like you know comes in so many different shades people just thought she was biracial but there's no amount of like i have no amount of currency that could make me become a white person it's weird that she went that deep into it It, it, to me that that shows that that you know when um when that happened and they got she got exposed and there was that video when she was just shocked you know i was just like dude like this happens to the black community too, just like us, the native community. Because we talk about yes. this all the time. I talk about this all the time. And, you know, to see it happen to the black community, I'm like, dude, this is settler colonial, you know, um, theft of identity, yes. you know? Yes. And I think, 
Um, like I'm two percent black, and therefore I'm black. Like, yeah, but she's not even know. black at all, though, right? Yeah, no, thing. she was. She's not at all. Not one drop. I don't think. I dude, mean, yeah, man, I see this even here in San Antonio. There's a white dude, part of a Chicano organization here in San Antonio, totally one percent white. He said it himself. I can show the video. You know, he said he's a hundred percent white, but he talk. He tries to have slang in like his voice, like he's like like a Chicano or Mexican, right? And he wears mm-hmm. like indigenous stuff and, and he moves around like like somebody was doing like a prayer, like an Aztec prayer here in San Antonio and, and he was doing some weird movements like he was native. Like it was like, I was like really disgusted by it. I was like, what the fuck? Like you're white. Stop doing that. Like that's fucked yeah. up, you know? And I think, you know, I don't know, man. Like I, I really feel like, you know, like that's part of, you know, like, stealing our denny so they can talk for us and i think rachel doll is us fucking she's still at it though like they don't stop yeah, i think so they honestly yeah. believe because she, she's invested now yeah. like she's completely invested in people get invested and they don't stop they're like dude if they, they it's like they don't want to lose their platforms and they, they have to realize their your platform doesn't mean shit and that's why i meant by the reckoning is coming right because that platform and your thousands of likes or your followings doesn't mean shit you know what I'm saying? So what means shit is is native governments and upholding them and, and helping you know native people in Mexico get their governments and black sovereignty and all this stuff. So likes on you know Twitter and Instagram or Facebook, it doesn't mean shit. I just made a post. You know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So sorry, little kid in the room. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> so I think I think you know um, this this theory of, of our identity, you know, and they're so invested to it. And, they, you know, like, they're like, oh, if I stop, I'm going to look like a fraud. And, you know, and you know, like, maybe you did, dude, maybe you did some fraud, you know, garbage. Maybe you should stop. That's what I'm talking about. Like, people need to step back sometimes. Like, Rachel Dolezal, like I said, still at it. Not many yeah. more people, you know, like... Not many people like pay attention to her, but it's weird because I see, you know, when when this happened, there were black people vouching for her, right? Like they were like, "No, she is black. She understands us. She, you know, she lived our experience." Like, no, she didn't. She lied about it. You know, she lied about the experience. She lied about her identity. How? Why would? Why would you? The community vouch for her, right? It was a very small percentage, right? But they, people will still vouch for her, you know. And I was yeah. like, I don't know, man. Like. Can I say why I think some people vouch for her? This is this is my own opinion. It's not gospel truth or whatever. Um, but so I think that people want to uh, wait. Let me start by saying there are you know there've been a lot of white people who grew up around black people, right? And you know they're down. Like the, we they they grew up in our community. They know they know what's going on. And I think so we give them like you're one of us even though you're not one of us right because they know they know what's going on in our community and but those people would never say they're black they would never like they might like feel like they have a sense of culture and that they you know they get invited to the cookouts like we we say like they they know what's up and so i think that there's a little bit of familiarity with um like white people living in black communities like that that is normal and to some for some folks I, so rachel dolezal is like she's familiar in that sense but the thing is also is i think that people want to be open-minded and be like well 
you know, maybe she like, you know, like I think people are trying to give her the benefit of the doubt. Like, I don't, I don't agree with it. Do you think it's kind of like? Think, do you think it's like blackface almost? Because like, or like, I got absolutely. <laughs> I absolutely think it is, but I think it's. I don't think though she was like mocking or like intending to mock or like mimic us, like in the sense of making fun of us, which is what I think blackface is. Um, at the root is just like making fun of black folks. You know, I, I don't th- think she yeah. wants to make, but I did do think that she wanted to sell our, our identity for her profit. Exactly. And that's why I have a problem with her exactly. is I that think, she yeah. wasn't like, Hey, I'm a white person and I enjoy your culture and I would love to like learn from you and, you know, kick it or whatever. It was like, I'm just going to go all in and pretend I'm one of you. I'm not going to tell anybody that I'm white. Like it was just a whole like social experiment, like a singular social experiment for her to also then benefit from, you it's, know, it's to get like, positions of yeah. power as a black woman. It's kind of like Ariana That's Grande. Yeah, Ariana Grande gets darker and darker over time. And it's like, uh, what's going on with you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But there's, yeah, there's a softer... I think there's an obsession with tanning too. Like yeah. in general, like in the U.S., there's a, yeah. this obsession with like being brown because it looks better than be like it maybe it signifies health to people now or even wealth right yeah. there used to be a time where like being pale signified wealth because that meant you weren't working in the fields like those poor you know people but now i think that it signifies wealth and that like you you're out in the sun you travel a lot you don't have to work you just get to like that's lay on a good the observation beach, yeah you know so i think like it's a status thing in a lot of ways um, that's weird because people, people tell me that horrible. they're like, "Oh, you have a good, yeah, they're like good tan." I'm like, "Dude, this is my color naturally." What are you talking about? Right? <laughs> it's like, yeah, what the fuck tan? This is my, yeah, I'm fucking brown, dude. What the fuck? It's not my tan, yeah. you know? Like, it's like, yeah, I was like what brown. the fuck? It's <laughs> fucking I'm weird. Saying, I'm not tan. I'm brown. <laughs> yeah, it's weird when people, white people tell me that, like, "Yeah, you're tan. You're, I like your tan." I'm like, what? What? <laughs> I, but yeah, I think a, a softer. That's like the hard version. The hard version of of appropriating a culture is Rachel Dolezal. The soft version is like. I don't know. You remember that in the '90s, Bill Clinton, where people were saying like, "Oh, he's our first black president." Motherfucker's yes. white. He's like super white, <laughs> right? Oh, because and I think black people started that. To be honest, I'm not gonna <laughs> lie. I think black people were like, "He's the closest thing we're ever gonna get to a black president," so we're just gonna adopt him. <laughs> but that's kind of like setting the bar low, right? Like yes, you know, the seller stays so fucked up that you think you don't. The black person would never be president. And I think, right. you know, I think that's fucked up. And I think, but even, you know, it him totally creating the laws to incarcerate black people and Hillary Clinton calling pe- black people super, oh, super predator, predators, you know, but it's, it, to me, it's just like, I mean, this this whole culture, in, you know, seller culture of like stealing, you know, uh, you know, black indigenous identities, you know, like from the soft version, like, oh, Bill Clinton's the, the, the you know, I don't think it's soft, but, you know, but still like yes. first black president to like a more like hardcore, like, hey, I'm black when I'm not, Rachel Dole is all, I'm indigenous when I don't know, you know what I'm saying? And like all these other things that, that people say to for identities, we have to be careful. And, you know, whole tips, like, you know, we're the original indigenous and they're not. And absolutely. Dude, it's like, we all have to be careful. And I was, I forgot what episode I was talking about. I think it was the last Filipino one where I was talking about, we have to fight the settler state as like indigenous people. But in the same time, we have to fight these people that are stealing our fucking identity. Right. So it's right. like, what the fuck? Like we have to watch our back. Cause like, like other people are like trying to fucking undermine us and it's fucked up. So I think, yeah. you know, we need to really be careful when it comes to, um, 
you know, what we say, you know, even, even if you are native, like even if you know you're native, Absolutely. You, you shouldn't say, what about us? Right. Yeah. It's the same fucking decolonial movement. So I think Absolutely. people need to be careful what they say online. And I think, um, it's really hard, you know, like it, it's, it's, it's challenging, you know, even anti-blackness lately in our, in our native communities, you know, I think, um, we need to address that, you know? Right. And we can believe native lives matter because they do, but you don't have to use that when a black person is saying black lives matter, you know, it, it just, it's not, first it's inappropriate. It's not a moment where you should be trying to top black people. It's a moment where you can say like, I see you. And this is, I mean, I say this all the time, like we should be saying, I see you. We shouldn't be like, well, what about me? I mean, I definitely think that we can, when someone is mourning, you don't say, well, my grandpa died too. Are you yeah, sad that. that my grandpa died? Yeah, like you shit. say, I'm sorry. I know I feel it because, you know, it happens in our community, but I'm here for you. And then there could be another moment where you can say, hey, like I'm dealing with my grandpa dying. Can you support me? Like you don't use a person's like trauma and grief to be like, well, well, wait about what about me? And I think that that's what's happening is that it yeah. feels like that for, you know, that some people are using this moment to be like, well, nobody is talking about our missing murder indigenous women. And it's like, well, people are, but we don't have to use this moment to be like, wait, let's stop talking about Black Lives Matter and let's talk about missing murdered and indigenous women. Both things are valid, but there is there is like an appropriate human response when people are dealing with their grief. Right. Yeah. And I just don't. Yeah, I think we have to be careful of like one upping one another or, you know, playing oppression Olympics or whatever. Exactly. Like it's like you said, it just it perpetuates the the call, you know, the settler state um, and it perpetuates this idea of like, you know, if I don't get mine, you don't get yours. And yeah. it's like, but this is the same. We're dealing with the same oppressor. We we can we can take down this oppressor by supporting one another when one another is speaking up. So, yeah. Yeah. I agree. That's the thing. You know, we, man, this whole decolonization. It's hard talk, though. Yeah, it's hard. I, I have, have been up in my feelings a couple times seeing people's posts that, you know, and I will say these are not necessarily people that I respect or, you know, it'll just be some, somebody will send me something and I really have to like deconstruct how I'm going to respond or how I'm going to react because I hate stupid internet internet beats. <laughs> like I don't want to be in one. Yeah. I, I don't have time for that. I'm trying to do the work and it's important to me. And so like for me, you know, I usually like will DM you or DM somebody else who like I trust their opinion and be like, am I, am I mad for the wrong reason? Or am I like, am I, is this hyperbole for me to be upset about this? Um, and how should I respond, you know, and yeah. usually I would just kind of make a generalized post <laughs> about something, but I definitely have been a couple times really up in my feelings about people being anti-black, um, yeah. because I feel like what, you know, the reason like I'm this, you know, I hate saying it's my platform, but the reason like I'm using this account is because I want to like bridge the, you know, our communities, our, the native and indigenous, you know, the indigenous and black communities, because I think that we have so much in common. We have so much that we've been, both of us have been fighting this from the beginning, yeah. a lot of times together, like whether that's, you know, um, helping freed slaves, like 
you know, harboring them or protecting them or, you know, integrating them. Like we've been in partnership, whether that's like platonically, um, politically, and even romantically, you know, like this is not a relatively new idea. This, I, I haven't come up with some bright idea. I am, you know, I am the product of Afro-Indigenous people for uh, quite a few generations, you know. Mm-hmm. And so I know that Black and Native people have existed together and worked together exactly. and loved together and fought together. And so for me, like, that's what I, I want to focus on. That's what I want to talk about. That's what I want to be in discussion about. But I'm not going to lie, like, when I see anti-Blackness in our community or by people who are pretending to be Native, you know, it really does, like, affect, you know, affect me. Like, I'm not going to lie. Like, I'm a human being because, you know, Blackness is not a stain. Blackness is not, like, doesn't make anything worse. Like, Black people are not awful. You know, Black people are not bad, inherently bad. You know, like, like breaking down those ideas and then seeing them, like, perpetuated on accounts with, like, 14,000 followers is just mad, you know, I don't want to say mad, it's just frustrating. It's very, it feels like people are pulling the movement backwards. And so, like, I just have to oftentimes tell myself, I got to keep going forward. Like, I got to keep talking about what I think is just and right and, you know, what will move us to, like, this post-colonial, like, world that I think is is more than possible. Yeah, that's that's my goal, man. It's this post-colonial world, you know. Like, you know, I, I know I, I kind of seems like I get stuck on Chicano stuff, but that's part of like the whole. Just like you guys, you know, you know, deal with, you know, like stealing of identities. You know, what I'm saying with your own community, like we have that shit too. And I think decolonization covers a lot of stuff: race shifting, sovereignty. You know, what I'm saying culture. You know, decolonial visions, right? Right. And I think. <laughs> yeah. If we we can't just be like oh let's imagine the colonization but not talk about people saying our identities and why this is right. happening right I mean there's a history right. of this there's a history of right. people doing this since the Europeans came over right look at right. fucking right. it's a perfect example is like this stupid fucking movie Last of the Mohicans right mm-hmm. oh you're the last yeah. of the Mohican now motherfucker is white he's not last of anything you know what I'm saying like <laughs> so right so it, to me it's, we, go ahead um, I was gonna let you finish your thought. Yeah, I think I think we gotta like you know check our people that are are, are people are getting checked, you know. But you, you, we gotta check people that are are doing this shit all the time, you know. Like you know, yeah. talking anti blackness, like you can't you can't be doing that shit, you know. And, and I, I've even had to disconnect from my own family members in this last you know month for saying stupid shit about you know. Uh, like native people, you know, and and, and the black mm. com- community. Like mm. some of my family was like, um, they were saying, oh, you know, co- you know, like about the colonization that happened in Americas. Like conquest is just part of history. And I was like, no, motherfucker, it's nope. not. Doesn't like, mean it's right. Though, I don't yeah, care. That I hate I was, that argument. Yeah, and, and to me, you know, and this person is like a person of color, and I was like, what? And the, you know, that person was like, yeah, it's just part of history. So like, so I was like, you're cool with genocide then? And the, the person yeah. was like. Uh, so we're normalizing I'm, I'm not conflict. saying that. So I was like, but I was, I'm, but you're saying that you're cool with that it happened. She was like, you know, he was like, you know, yeah, like, you know, it, it's something that happened. What can we do about it? What can we do about it is having these fucking conversations because it's still happening Absolutely. now. Absolutely. Like, Absolutely. And doing protesting and this whole thing that we have to protest peacefully so the seller state doesn't have to be bothered. It's such garbage. It's garbage fuck. You know what I'm saying? Like, you're asking us to be peaceful while you're like violently destroying us. Exactly. Yeah, that's 
Exactly. That's not going to work. They're using violence. Because that means you want us to uphold what you're doing. Yeah. So, you know, they're using violence. They're using violence, like they're dropping bombs right now in other countries. But you want us to be peaceful. They're dropping fucking bombs, right? And embargoes and, and, you know, all these tariffs and trying to colonize China right now and trying to, like, you know, dominate China's economy. But yet you want us to be peaceful. Like, what the fuck? That makes no sense. Like, it's fucking weird mental gymnastics, you know, like, oh, you guys be peaceful. It's like encouraging passiveness, you know, passiveness. That's... I can't think of it. Yeah, but, but it's yeah. like it's like white people were like, "Oh, you guys have to be peaceful while our government is like colonizing the world." Now, fuck you. Yes. We're gonna get rid of this yes. government because it's colonizing the world. <laughs> yes, exactly. So and, you can't do it peacefully. You, you can't do it yeah. peacefully. You can't. You know, it's it's gonna get just like Dave, Dave Chappelle. I don't know if you watched the Dave Chappelle thing. Whether 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 people agree with Dave Chappelle or whether they like him or not. And the I was end, gonna say we might have to have another conversation. Yeah, <laughs> Dave Chappelle. But yeah, I mean, but, he does say things that I'm like, yeah, but yeah. he says something that but, I'm. Like, no. But at the end of his 846 uh, video, he does talk about like the next step is like, ta, 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 ta. I was like, that's, that's true. Like if, mm-hmm. you know, I don't know what somebody posted, like in the last 20 days, they've killed like over 120 black people. The police have, or, or people, I don't know if black people or people. Right. But that's a mm-hmm. lot of fucking people in like 20 days. Right. Mm-hmm. So I think, you know, um, if, if, if the government continues, like I said, there's no going back, you know, and, and, and it's not it's not even like, oh, you know, Rick's condoning violence. It's not even like that is I see it happening, dude. Like I see society saying, no, man, we got to fucking, you know, p- keep pushing forward. And the police are going to, you know, police are just there to maintain the status quo and the military, too, with with the right. fucking National Guard. They're there to maintain the status quo. They're not there to liberate us. If the military really give a fuck about black lives, they would fucking stop the government from doing what the fuck they're doing. But they're not. Right. Or the police, too. Yeah. People always say, oh, there's good cops. So I'm, I'm going to ask a question. So if there's good cops and good police departments, why are they not arming and fighting with the Black Lives Matter protesters against bad cops? Yeah. Why haven't they at all? Like, yeah. the, it's all about, like, protecting their the industry. Right. It's And it's about, like, making sure you get your pension. And, you know, and I think just, like, they are trained to use violence against people. Like, that, that's, you know. Yeah, dude, it's, it's yeah. same with the military. If the military, like I said, like, why are they not exactly. arming and, and, like, Pseudo fighting? military. Yeah, so it, it's, not, it's a fucking seller state forces like the cops in the military they're not there yeah. to for the people i mean if they've shown it for the, you know especially this last month against black people i mean we've always known this right that the military right. was there to help colonize and stuff and the police is there here to same thing with colonize and keep the status quo so i think you know like this there's no such thing as good cops this is a fucking gang of colonizers. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't matter yeah. what color you are. They're like, oh, but, but that person's a, a black cop. How can he be racist? He's pushing the status quo, dude. That's why. You know, like, yeah. don't be a cop. It's, it's quick. You might be a good person, but the industry that you're in is not a good thing. You know, like, there might be nice people working for oil companies, but they're still participating in, like, the destruction of indigenous land, right? It's like, we can well, talk about the individual, yeah. but we should also talk about, like, you know, not, not just, like, what individuals participate in you know like we talk about nazi soldiers and you know or we don't but i i've read like some articles about like what made like nazi soldiers like go along with like things that they made themselves not have believed in 
And a lot of times it's because they didn't see themselves as individuals. They saw themselves as like a part of this group that was given permission to do something. So no responsibility was on the individual. It was on like the group. And I think the same thing about like, you know, not to diminish like uh, the, the awfulness of Nazi, you know, Nazis, but in using kind of like a um, analogy, like there might be people in the police who are nice people. They might be themselves really great, you know, fathers or mothers or whatever, but what they participate in contributes to the destruction of black, brown and other, you know, people of color. And so you, you might, they, they might not feel like they have individual responsibility because they're doing their job. And so that can take away from them feeling a certain way about being police officers, but it's still the police as a, the, as an industry, as a um, force for the state or as a, you know, whatever they are re- represent for the state, it's still bad for the liberation of black people, mm-hmm. like, and for the, you know, sovereignty of indigenous people right they're upholding the settler state and white supremacy yeah like that's what they do i agree yeah man so i'm t- yeah i'm tired of seeing online of this good cop shit like you're good why are you not you know fighting next to these protesters next with with the protesters against bad cops you're not they're yeah. not you know and instead you were seeing an increase of cops killing people and it's just like uh your fascism is showing right yeah so yeah. you know it's just to me you know, it's it, there's. I don't see society like calming down. This is gonna happen. You know, like between Biden and Trump, it, it's just such horseshit. This this government, like, oh, we're gonna vote between two races. Oh, great. You know. Yeah. So how about we just fucking turn it over? <laughs> and this is a culmination. Like you know, like a lot of people see this as like a new thing happening. Like oh, you know, finally, you know. Like this thing that's happening with black people and, you know, other people of color saying no more. Like this is a culmination of like people being abolitionists and, you know, um, wanting to dismantle the settler state for generations. Like we are like the product of our ancestors doing the work and us also doing the work. So it's this isn't new. And I think for maybe a lot of people who are just starting to come over on our side and like actually believe black lives matter, like this might feel so new to them, but this is something that we've all been doing, like just existing as, you know, black, brown, um, indigenous and other, you know, people of color. So like, I, I want people to be aware that these movements have been in the works since the beginning like people have been trying to dismantle dismantle this thing from the beginning yeah but i feel like this is just the ice you know the tip of the iceberg of all that has been tried or has been you know a culmination of things that have been happening since you know since the beginning of this all of this horrible stuff yeah i think i think i think cornell west you know he's doing he's doing amazing work i think he he said that there was a there was a you know a, a video of him saying that you know the seller state's going to tighten his grip. And I agree with that. There's no going back. Yeah, it is. They're, they're trying to classify these protesters as terrorists, as Antifa. Yeah. When they're not, dude, it's just regular ass people, right? right? So like, you're like, oh, we have to label, you know, label Antifa as terrorist organization. Like, Yo, so you are trying to label anti-fascists as, so you're, you're green, you're fucking fascist, 
right? It's mm, fucking yeah. ironic. Like, you, first off, these people are not Antifa. Antifa is not right. a real organization. It's just loose. Is right. anybody can be called themselves Antifa? They can be like, hey, I'm, anti- right. I'm anti-fascist. Like, who the fuck isn't unless you're a fucking fascist? Right. Right. Exactly. So. But who's who's the biggest fascist? The seller state, because they don't want to give up their power. They don't want to give up the power they have. So they have to be fascist against, you know, black people and native people and anybody else. So, you know, and that's the thing, like seller colonialism it brings fascism. It's fascism. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So yeah. now, you know, with the dismantle it. I know you have to get going. I know you have a, a appointment or something. It's okay. I'm enjoying the conversation. So, I, I'll get to it. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, you know, I enjoy yeah I enjoy these conversations. I know we have a lot of talk about still about you know uh, black sovereignty, you know, and um, I think um, we gotta we're gonna do, continue doing work with these protests and, and conversations. And you know, if you if you can't have these conversations and sit in the table with somebody else, then you know maybe you shouldn't have these conversations. I mean, if you're seeing conversations that are hurtful and people's telling you it's hurtful. Maybe you shouldn't have these conversations. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. If you yeah. if you're if you're spewing Western science notions that about native people and diminishing their sovereignty, maybe maybe you shouldn't have these conversations. You know, it's, it's, and don't tweet that you know black people are the original people. I don't care what your status is. It's I don't crazy care how famous you are. Ice Cube, yeah, Ice Cube's so political, right? To to the left too. And for him to post someone like this, and you know, it's kind of like maybe he doesn't know, right? Maybe he doesn't know that what he posted is wrong. Maybe, yeah. you know, just like the internet, a lot of people. That's I think that's, that's what I'm talking about. Like with the rise of the internet, I've seen more and more people misappropriating um, indigenous uh, identities, and I really want to see. Like I want to do a study of how many fake tribes there were before the internet and how many fake tribes there were after. Oh, or same thing with yeah. hate groups, right? How many hate, yeah. group, hate groups there were before the internet and how many hate groups there were after the internet. So all these correlations, the internet brings good things, but they also bring misinformation, right? So much misinformation. Like the, the earth so is flat. Much like, like people believe like the earth is flat. Straight. Right? Yeah, I know. Like, didn't we already have this? <laughs> didn't we already go through, like, proving the earth was not flat? But, yeah, I agree with you. Like, ago? the internet is a yeah. double, you know, edged sword and that, you know, you have to be careful, which is hard, right? You don't know until you know that something is, like, not not the truth. It's, you, you have to, like, read. But even reading, you can find a book. to You can find anything to validate what you believe. And yeah. so... Like, that's why I always say I'm open to the possibility that I might be wrong because what I believe today could change. And, you know, like, I hope I never, you know, I hope that I never stop believing in, like, the sovereignty of indigenous people and the liberation of black people. Like, I think that that is something that's, like, set in my head. But, you know, I, you I, know, I find weird is, like, how, you know, white people have a hard time understanding cellular colonization like they have a really hard time about native sovereignty and you know even like even if you talk to them about black sovereignty like they'll be like what the fuck right but somehow they believe on the internet that you know Hillary Clinton's a shape-shifting alien lizard from space <laughs> like they believe that shit but not you know stellar colonization like you're going to believe that the governments are aliens that shape-shift from outer space but you can't understand fucking cellular colonization. Are you fucking insane? Cognitive dissonance. Yeah, it's what cognitive the fuck, dissonance. dude? Like- and, <laughs> like I always say, 
I think that under white supremacy and the intersection of settler colonialism, white whiteness, whiteness is a construct, but with whiteness comes currency and privilege, right? And so privilege if you have to, shit. <laughs> so if you have to give up whiteness, if that goes away, you lose your status and your currency to move through the world however yeah. you want and you know, in a way that benefits yeah. you alone. And so I think that anything that requires you to give up your currency is going to be a challenge to your ideology. And you would rather believe in shape shifting aliens that don't pose a threat to your status or currency than, you know, than settler, than settler colonialism and like sovereignty. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah, you have funny. the freedom to believe in stuff that the rest of us are like, we're freaking dying over here because of like what you're participating in, you know? Yeah. Um, but you want to believe in shape-shifting Hillary Clinton. <laughs> so, like, I think that that is, like, that's that's the truth of it. Anything that's going to, like, put your currency or your status as at risk or cause you to have to give up, you know, your privilege, why? Why why would you want to? Like, yeah. you, you have to actually believe in ab- abolition. You'd have to actually believe in you know, that black lives actually matter and you have to actually believe in like liberation and you have to actually believe in sovereignty to be willing to give that stuff up. So that's what I'm saying. If you're going to say black lives matter, you better be an abolitionist. If you believe black lives matter, then you better believe in indigenous sovereignty. Yeah, Like simple as that. If you don't, then you don't really believe black lives matter. In my opinion. Yeah, I totally agree with you. And that's the thing, you know, I, I, I'm so surprised how, you know, it's just the shit, you know, that's on the internet. And, and this episode is kind of like a mini rant, same time observation. I know. <laughs> <laughs> so I think, I think, but no, it has to be said because I, you know, now more and more people are saying weird shit on the internet. Like people are coming out of like, you know, the, um, the, the internet and just like, I don't know, man, it's weird. But I think, you know, they should hear this and be like, hey, maybe we should step back and not believe in shape-shifting aliens. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. But, you know, it's one of those... <laughs> but you have to be, like, logical and you also have to... You'd have to be, like, self-observant and you'd have to be... You'd have to be open to, like, having your opinions challenged. If you're not, like, you... Anybody now could get on the internet and start a platform. And a lot of times these platforms you know, that I see that are like people just spewing their ideas are just like really self-centered, like, you know, and then encourage other person to be self-centered. You know what I'm saying? Like, so like some of the accounts that I've seen these anti-Black things, it's really about self-centering, you know, it's about and centering white supremacy, like, you know, and settler colonialism, maybe intentionally, maybe unintentionally, but, you know, like, self-centering self and being like you know well what you know black lives don't matter if everybody else doesn't matter and it's like but black lives matter because black people and indigenous people i want to say both have been like the bottom of the barrel here like anybody who is like victimized the harshest if they get their rights everybody else gets their right like Mm -hmm. that's how i see it Mm -hmm. You could, I could be wrong, but I just think like a lot of these like platforms that are like anti Black Lives Matter, they're just rooted in like white supremacy and settler colonialism and and, like self centeredness. Like, honestly, I just think that they, 
they don't they don't want black people to complain. They want it to go back to normal. They don't want indigenous people to complain. They don't want like other people of color to complain. They just oh my, want us yeah. to like sit and take it and like be grateful. Like you said earlier that, you know, the master is like giving us a place to sleep and giving us food. You yeah, know? I don't know. Yeah. We're talking about this white supremacy, you know, I, I, yeah, I totally agree with you because I don't know if it was you but somebody showed me a video of, I think I sent it to you, of Candace Owens saying like, we were, Native people were savages before white people oh, came. We were, we were cannibals. And then we, like the white people like, gave us like, like, I don't know, culture or whatever. Like, they, you know, they, they stopped that. Like, motherfucker, like, I don't know, I don't I know one tribe that were cannibals, but like in Texas, but it, it doesn't mean they're savages. Like, what the fuck? I was like, this is white supremacy she's spewing, you know? And I think... <laughs> You know, like I said, it she's a hot mess. I'm sorry. Yeah. There is nothing. It doesn't, she can yeah, say it doesn't matter what, what who point. you are, what color you are. You can promote white supremacy, right? Yeah, so, yeah. for sure, for sure. I and I think it's harm. I think it's harmful and hurtful when people of color do it because it just it's like you are oppressed by this system, you know. And to be like we're not oppressed feels like a slap in the face to all of us who know we are, you know, there's just something a little bit more hurtful about like, you know, people of color buying into it. It just feels like they're shucking and jiving for the, you know, the masses. It's just like, yeah, it's like the propaganda that comes out of this country. They they lived in, I would say almost like a privileged, 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 I can't even say privileged life themselves that they don't, see they haven't seen the struggles or maybe they have seen the struggles but they refuse to acknowledge it themselves right right and they want to yeah. they don't want to be a victim like it's almost like yeah shame exactly like oh i don't want to feel the shame of being a victim of colonization so i'm going to say i believe in republicanism and individualism and free markets yeah. and to, yeah. I, I can not be a victim and it's like it's not being about being a victim it's about acknowledging history and acknowledging what people are still going through you know and about you know cellular colonization and what is that what that is causing and it's not it's, there's what our our ancestors went through is it's not even like about shame it's about they triumphed over colonization and that's Absolutely. why you're here that's why you're here they they went through I'm not it. ashamed yeah they went I'm proud of them yeah they went through some hardcore shit like could, could real we, stuff that we don't know about yeah like you know? we, they like literally had like threat of life of of death you know what I'm saying like all the time by the white supremacist right yes. and i think yes. with native and black Right. Yeah. I think that's the thing people need to understand, like they overcame that, had a family, lived a life all under that umbrella of like super hardcore white supremacy. Right. Yeah. And, you know, um, I think it's not even about shameful. It's about strength. They had the strength to do that. So if people think it's about victimhood, it's not, dude. Like we are the victims of of colonization. We totally we, we are victims, are, and that's okay. Yeah, we are to like say that. Yeah, we are also our ancestors are strong. Your grandmas, you know, your your parents are strong to have gone through that shit. You're, you know, and I think we shouldn't see that as a negative. We should see that as a positive. So I agree. It's, I agree. It's wild. I definitely think we can use that to like, you know, with a little bit of like maybe opportunity or safety like you know my you know my third fourth fifth great grandparents you know i think about my you know black grandparents would never be able to get 
wouldn't wouldn't have a platform like I have if yeah. you know like I said if you can call it a platform like the things that I can say they wouldn't have been able to say you know without facing who knows what right like the violence the terror on their bodies and not that we today don't face like violence and terror on our bodies but I have a little bit more access to say this is white supremacy, you know, we don't have to be, you know, like the things that I say, like I feel bold in saying them, but I think our, you know, great grandparents wouldn't have had that same kind of like, even like the freedom to do it without like immediate danger on their lives. Right. Like now I have the internet and I can say a whole bunch of stuff, you know, it doesn't mean that I I won't, there won't be violence against me, but it's different. It's, It's a different level of, access that they didn't have yeah i, I agree yeah. and that's the thing with like that lady laura ingram that white lady that told lebron james to shut up and dribble you know it's one of those things like this dude has a voice that you know people in the past didn't have and why would you tell him to shut the fuck up that's stupid yeah. it, it, you know i think it's not now not only that it's our duty to yes. colonize so our kids don't have to go through what we went through are going through right, right? like we yes. don't want our kids you know being killed by the cops so now we're rather protest and do yes. decolonial work decolonial yes. conversations so when they are adults like us they can be like yo our parents went through some shit like they're fucking strong and they're doing their work so their kids don't have to do it like it's always like decolonization is not going to happen in one generation 10 years it's going to ha- it's going to have to happen hundreds of years to undo this fuckery right yeah. so you know like these are things that we are we are just literally like taking the work of our ancestors and continuing exactly. so this whole thing about uh, you know being a victim, we're not being a victim, we're doing work, right? And we're talking about it. We're shining a light on this stuff. Like if we're if we're just quiet about it, it's not that's not leading to like the decolonized future that we want, right? It's you know, if we're just if we're not exposing things, they won't we won't know how to like deconstruct them and, you know, exactly address them. And so I don't care if I sound like I'm complaining to people at this point. Like I used to like worried about be worried about like being the mad, you know, angry black woman. And I have learned like, those are definitely intersections. Like I'm a black and native woman. I'm a black person and I'm a woman. I identify as a woman and, you know, and I'm angry. Those things exist at different levels at different times and they intersect at different times and that's okay. And so, you know, one of my friends and I told them that, like, I just don't want to be an angry black woman. And he was like, you know, but don't you have every right to be like? And I never even thought to question. <laughs> it was just the stereotype was so daunting and like, um, like it made me feel a certain kind of way about myself. And so, like, just asking me that question, it made yeah. me realize, like, those are like intersections that are all valid, you know, and mm-hmm. I have the right to be angry because this this system has been about my destruction. It's been about like my ancestors' destruction. It's for my children's destruction. You know, it's for my grandchildren's destruction. Um, it's for my people, all of my people's destruction. And that to me gives me every right to be an angry Afro-Indigenous woman. Angry it totally does. Yeah. yeah, I agree with you. I, I, I think I have the same experience. Like, um, I, I, had, I used to fear that 
you know, I shouldn't say this or I shouldn't say that on social media. But now I'm like, no, talk, talk, that this is a perfect time to talk about seller colonization. I'm like, look, you know, the black people are going through this shit because of seller colonization. Like, this is the same shit Native people are going through. We're going through similar yeah. shit. Like, it doesn't differ, differentiate to what's going on. Like, their struggles are struggle. And yeah. people are like, oh, I'm getting, getting like inboxes. Like, oh, have we, you've been talking and we see you're right. And I'm like, yeah, I do. Like, what the fuck? Like, you know, like people thought they're like, oh, you're so militant. And I'm like, dude, like militant for talking about seller colonization is fucking weird. I was like, I'm just a regular NATO. Like everybody should be talking about it. It doesn't take militancy to talk about this stuff. Right. So I think, you know, people. And try- if you are, you are. Yeah, you like, are. You are. Yeah. Of course, it's militant to be like, I'm I want for the destruction of this of the oppressor. I think, of course, it's- I think it's just human being. You don't even have to be a militant. You can be just like, hey, I'm yes. like a colonization. Like they start, I think non-natives and non-blacks start to label us like this, like 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 I don't know the word militant means to them, but it's like like force that is like extreme or something i don't know to me that's what it's the way they say it's like that i'm like no dude like i'm just a human being that um you know that that's trying to you know uh get rid of cellular colonization and and if i sound like that then i sound like that dude but i'm not like you know to me i think i'm just a regular human being that's you know talking about these issues and i think like i said in the beginning of this conversation you know the the there's a reckoning coming and people, you know, people are going to see it, man. So, yeah. so yeah. And that but, it's necessary, right? Like if, like if yeah. we're going to, if we're going to go forward, if we're, if we don't want to remain in this, like we, we're going to just have to keep talking about it because like you, sometimes I feel like I'm just being repetitive, but what I, what I've come to understand is that how we exist now, like the world we live in, has just been about like propaganda until we believe it. Like until we believe like we're, you know, black people are lazy and blah and dangerous and all that. Like that message has been repetitive. That message has been reinforced just by people saying it or just by people like, like we're talking about hyper visibility, like showing black people in the situations that we want people to believe they are. Same thing with native people. Like we just reinforce our ideas around like, Oh, they don't exist. And you know, now that they don't exist, maybe I can take on their identities. It's like, if you and I and other, you know, activists or thought thinkers or, you know, colonial, decolonial theorists, like, we have to keep talking about it. Like, we have to keep saying the same things over and over so that people can start connecting the dots. And so, like, you know, I, I'm no longer, like, worried about, like, repeating myself or, like, saying it in a different way because what I understand is that how you get people to, like, really start to buy into something is you talk about it a lot and you just keep saying this, you know, like we don't have to live like this. We don't have to be, we don't have to live in a world where white supremacy and settler colonialism is the thought. It's not, you know, keep saying it. So um, I don't, I think it may sound militant. It may sound like that person is just stuck in a, you know, in a rut saying the same thing, but I think it's important to move us, from like the ideology of it to the actual existence, like living in it. Yeah, I agree with you, and that's you know, I'm, I'm, these conversations are good. I think yeah. you know we need to have more of them, and um, I hope people understand that it's not a competition. So, and it's and not. you need to like be careful what you say because anybody can say anti-indigenous, anti-black stuff. So, yeah, like, you and need- if you get called out. 
just think about it. Like, you know, I was called out last week and I had to think about it. And I was like, I didn't you know what? That. You're right. <laughs> What's that? I, I didn't even notice. That. Well, it was on Twitter, but oh. it was, they were right. And I like DM them and I was like, thank you for calling me out. You know, that's, I can see how that's harmful. I'm not going to do that again. And, and I think there's a respectful way to like say something to, yeah. you know, someone and, you know, not to try to break them, but just be like, Hey, like I noticed you said this, this is why this concerns me, you know? So like how you and I have been talking about like indigenous sovereignty and black liberation, like we should things, you know, if something is going to threaten or fracture the sovereignty of indigenous people, we should be willing to say something. And if a person is non-responsive or defensive, like that's, that's a whole different, like they're not in a place yet to like receive, to understand, you know, um, but I still think there's a, even those people, there's a way to be like, Hey, I'm just asking you to think about this. I'm asking you to think about how your behavior is contributing to the very thing that you're trying to dismantle. Um, you know, it doesn't mean that people will always listen, but you know, and you know, you and I have talked about like, um, the importance of not, of things not becoming catchphrases, like, you know, water is life that it becomes, it means nothing. It just is like something people want to put on t-shirts or like put on their, you know, like we have to make sure that whenever we're like correcting or talking about like something, we are defining it. So people know, like, you know, when you say black lives matter, it doesn't mean just put up a picture on your page. It means you have to be an active participant in like the abolition of this system, you know, like giving examples showing people how they can show up or, you know, participate in like this stuff. But, you know, I don't want like indigenous sovereignty and black liberation to just become a tagline. I want people, I don't want people to just like make memes about it or like beautiful artwork. Yes. That stuff contributes to the message, but I also want it to like mean something other than like, you know, than just what we put on online. Yeah. So I, I want to go back before we get off real quick and answer okay. one last question you asked about Chicano sovereignty. I was thinking about it right now during the whole conversation. Uh-huh. My mind's been everywhere right now, but <laughs> the whole conversation has been everywhere, but it's a good thing. <laughs> it's been great. Yeah. It has been everywhere. But I think, I think in order to talk, to even have the conversation about Chicano sovereignty, we would have to talk about the settler colonial history of Mexico, and then we have to acknowledge indigenous sovereignty and make sure that gets happened first to the native people of Mexico before we even consider, before we even have a conversation about Chicano sovereignty, because the Chicano experience embraces two different seller colonization uh, struggles, the the seller colonization Mm. in Mexico and the seller colonization in the U.S., right? So it's not just, it's not just seller colonization. You can't just blame the American government for shit. The Mexican government is fucked up too, you know, and before Mm. that, the Spanish government. So before even we talk about anything about Chicano community when it comes to their sovereignty, like, you know, we need to talk about... um, uh, the sovereignty of the Mexican, you know, I mean, the, the indigenous people in Mexico. So I think that we need to, you know, like I said, like maybe we should pull back a little bit. They need to you know, hold up or step back before, you know, we have those conversations because, you know, we, we can't, there's no way, dude, like that, that, like some, some Chicanos are indigenous or some people that claim to be Chica- indigenous are Chicanos and blah, 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 vice versa. So maybe we should talk about their sovereignty because 
the indigenous, indigenous people in Mexico have the worst struggles of the continent. There's like no sovereignty mm. whatsoever. They get assassinated. They get, you know, like a silence by, you know, the Mexican government, by Chicanos, you know, and, and we mm. need to address that way before, you know, so. Yeah, um, before it, we can yeah. talk about, you know, if yeah. Chicanos can be. But, but even black sovereignty is even like, it should, it should even like be discussed in Mexico too. I mean, it's black people in Mexico, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? So, yeah. so that's another thing we need to talk about. So, yeah. and in Canada too, I mean, it's fucking black people yeah, in Canada, dude, like absolutely. fucking Canada is something else. Like, that's not like a, a decolonial government. Fucking Canada is super colonial. Like, yeah. that is not an indigenous fucking government. So, yeah. like, I mean, like, oh man, um, we can go forever, like Australia, you know, like, New, New, you know, I think New Zealand is like slowly decolonizing, but it's not totally, I don't know, there's a weird, you know, thing about that. But, yeah. you know, it's, it, I think, um, yeah, we got to have these conversations. And I think before we have like these conversations about something in the future, we can't, even, you know, we need to have the conversations that are happening right now, right? Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. black sovereignty is right now. It needs to happen, yeah. you know, in the yeah. US, but, you know, yeah. Indigenous sovereignty comes first when it comes to yes. Mexican decolonization. Like it's just very basic, right? Yes. So like we need to deal yeah. with the and I think worldwide, like I'm really trying to expand yeah. like my framework about like indigenous sovereignty and make sure to be inclusive of like indigenous peoples everywhere because we've all had to deal with the same thing yeah, in different yeah. places, right? People should so hear that the Australia fil- yeah. and New Zealand and you know, everywhere else. Yeah. Philippines, Papua New Guinea, West Papua, who's being like, you know, um, uh, colonized, I think by, uh, it's another South Asian, South Asian um, country. I can't think of it off the top of my head, but, you know, I met some guy from Papua, uh, West Papua when I was in Oxford and he was telling me about, he was in Oxford, you know, as an asylum seeker because of like, you know, the, I think it's the Indonesian government who was like, you know, colonizing them and murdering them. And, you know, and it was just like, man, you know, and so like, I think in my conversations about indigenous sovereignty, like I'm trying to be more globally minded, you know, and trying to like, you know, have an understanding that like white supremacy and settler colonialism and like racist and corporate and predatory capitalism exist worldwide. Like, we have our experiences in the U.S., but this is happening to indigenous peoples all over the world. Yeah, if people want to want to hear about um, decolonization, you know, and, and this same issue we're having about you know the in, you know stolen identity here in in the U.S., they should go to a very recent episode that we recorded. I think it's this month um, when it comes to indigenous people uh, in the Philippines talking about the same thing we are right. Same thing. So. Yep. Go go into our, our our video list and go to that Filipino episode, Indigenous Filipino episode we have, and listen to it. And people will see that this is it is a, a stealing of uh, stealing of uh, native identities is a global thing too, right? Yes. So, yes. so cellular colonization is 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 you know affects many people, not just here in the U.S. You know. Yes, exactly. So, And so I want to be in solidarity, like whenever I'm talking, not speaking on behalf of like individual, you know, indigenous like groups, but just as like an act of solidarity, because, you know, we have our own experiences here. And, you know, I'm for indigenous people everywhere, like 
like I want us to all win against this. I don't want us to be over here to be free while, you know, indigenous peoples of Africa and Australia and New Zealand and Papua and West Papua, like, you know, all these, you know, like groups of indigenous people who have had to like live under like, you know, oppression of like the settler state. Um, yeah, like I'm, I'm, I'm trying yes. to. I think, broaden my like frame my yeah framework. i think we should stop here because we got okay. responsibilities yeah but i think we could go on forever oh yeah we option. yeah we can but i think we will have another conversation um don't hang up i'm gonna end it and then thank you for coming on okay